Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Hotline League. I had somebody in my YouTube comments tell me that I was no longer allowed to say these shows are special anymore because when they're all special, none of them are special. And uh, so this is not a special episode of Hotline League. It's just a standard episode of Hotline League. And uh, if you're disappointed by that, blame the person in the YouTube comments. Uh, when's the last time we had a pro player guest on? Last week. Who was on last week? <laughs> Speaker. Well, what, both what him and I are, I don't know if we actually constitute as pro players anymore. Oh, yeah. Speaker. Yeah, okay. I Drag literally on. said speaker. Oh, I, I don't know why I think through the Discord to me. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I was going to say it's it's special because we have pro players on, but then I guess we have one on. But it, there was quite a run where we didn't have pro players. Those are the ones where you can't say it's special unless something has actually happened. Well, it's special because before the start of the stream, people fucking scam trained me to the highest scam train i've ever had on twitch it's still going you just got I to know. 11 i know we just got to level 11 and because the nsc 360 dropped 20 subs uh but there's no way we beat level chat? 11 it's never happened before um, impossible literally impossible and literally there's no fucking way man it's never i don't even think happen. it goes to 12 yeah i've never seen it all right so uh, my constant co-host mark zimmerman is here mark you were just saying that you're hanging in there do you need to talk uh -huh. about how things are going for you no, just uh, Baldur's Gate 3 in my face off. Uh, just been sleeping a lot less than normal. I, I already wasn't sleeping a ton, and then this is just uh, taking it to the next level. Well, I'm glad. What? How much are you sleeping, do you know? And how many hours uh, do you have in Baldur's Gate 3? Because Kelby says he has like 35. Oof, well, I haven't checked. Let me see what Steam what says. What did it drop? Like a week ago now or something? Yeah, it came out last Thursday, so it's a little over a week now. How do I check hours? Dude? I, I never On do Steam, this. like you go yeah. to the game and then uh, it should say... Playtime, 62 hours. Oh my oh. god. Jeez. That is... That's, uh... that's me working Monday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the last week as well. That's so, a gamer. Uh, you have to, did you just like leave it on at some point in time? I mean, like sometimes, well, so my computer, like, it, you know, it's a laptop. It, it can run a little hot, so I'm pretty good about closing out. I'm sure some of that time is like idle time. Um, but yeah, I think uh, 50 something hours sounds about right. That is bonkers. All right. Well, our guest this week is none other than Treats, who's back from Cancun. Uh, nice. How's it going to know? Actually, you were in a very tropical place. Uh, you were over on Oahu, right? Yes, correct. And I got back like a week or so ago and then was on LCS yesterday. So been busy, but it was fun to have a little Cancun vacation after getting headshot in LCS. Well, glad to, <laughs> glad to have you here. And I would be remiss if I didn't say I'm very <clears throat> sad and disheartened to hear about the uh, stuff that happened on Maui. Uh, I've been to Lahaina Same, yeah. many times and uh, I know it's just like the pictures and stuff like that are, are horrific. So... I just want to uh, to say you know, I, I've messaged a few people I know over in Hawaii to tell them that my heart is with them. But um, yeah, that was terrible for sure. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to uh, to folks who are dealing with that and um, raise awareness a little bit of it, so folks can go take a look at that if they if they haven't heard. I think it's worth um, looking into. But uh, let's talk a little bit about League of Legends as the show continues. But first. Mark, give us your normal rundown of... I guess it's only Baldur's Gate 3 is the only thing you've done, I assume. 
Yeah, I think, uh, we were going to see TMNT after the last show, I, I said, but then I ended up getting... I didn't realize it was a 3D theater I had signed up for, and we just bailed. Oh, no. just, yeah, fuck that shit. Not doing uh. 3D. Um, so I think at some point this week, we'll, we'll do that before I fly out to Jersey, uh, either tonight, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's just been Baldur's gating. Ashley also picked up like some different shifts, so she was actually working more this week, which, like, you know, of all the weeks to get a little busier... Fine by me. <laughs> uh, I uh, I love it. I think it's it's one of the best games I've ever played. I'm like 100%ing it as much as I can. As much as you can 100% this game on are a single playthrough. Are you in Act 2? I don't think so. The acts are not super well defined. I've done some... I've, I've done the Mountain Pass and the Gith Krish. And I've done Grim... I'm, I'm doing Grimforge now. Which I think is technically still Act 1. But I don't know. Well... Uh, it's good to hear you're having a good time. It's uh, so fucking good, man. I love it. And there's all this discourse going on right now about it, and it's just like the most toxic thing ever, and it's hilarious. What is toxic and, about it? So basically, one guy tweeted like a month ago about like, oh, don't let this be your new modern standard for RPGs going forward because like there's a bunch of things that are unique to Larian that made them uh, able to like make this, and then a bunch of people like f were mad at... Because then one guy said this, he was an indie dev, and he, he had a pretty good thread about it, but then other AAA devs kind of commented and agreed, and it was more like the thread was about for like indie and smaller and AA studios and not AAA, so then when AAA started chiming in, people were like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, you have the exact same amount of resources as Larian, why would you say that you can't do it and all that stuff? And then it died down for a little bit, then the game came out, and it's like one of the top 10 most game played ever on Steam in terms of concurrent players. It's smashing all these records. It's like fucking massive. And then that brought the whole conversation back up again because everyone's like, yep, this is what we want out of games. And why can't this be the standard going forward? And like most of the arguments that you hear out of AAA devs are kind of bullshit. They're like, oh, you know, like uh, they, they have like a bunch of studios and 400 people. And it's like, wait, how big is Blizzard? How big is is Activision? These like other, other places? Like, why, why can't you do that? And like, oh, they had six year dev cycle. And it's like, don't a lot of these games these days have like five-year dev cycles? Like, what? yeah. And then they're like, oh well, you know, it's like they have like institutional knowledge because they made Divinity One and Divinity Original Sin Two, and then they made this, and that was all like training up for this moment. And it's like that's kind of what From Software did with Elden Ring, and it's like, but you made Diablo One and Two and Three, right? So like, why can't you? Why can't Diablo Four learn on on the mistakes of Diablo Three, like all these other studios did? Like, uh, it's interesting. It's just I think there's a really interesting thing going on because. These like what were niche markets? What's it's? I have such a philosophy on this. I haven't had anyone to talk about, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm monologuing, but like, there's these niche gaming experiences that at the beginning are not polished enough to garner mass market appeal, which is like Demon Souls and Dark Souls One. But they start getting like hype around them, which is like Baldur's, uh, excuse me, Divinity Original Sin and Two. And then there comes a time where it has enough of a success with its niche market that it has the resources to kind of like jump the shark and go super mainstream in terms of how much production value goes into it. Plus they have the institutional knowledge of like taking off the roughest edges that these things can then go like Omega popular, which is what happened with both of them, despite the fact that they're like really different games. I think if you pitched Dark Souls selling 20 million units or whatever Elden Ring ended up doing, people would tell you you're fucking crazy. And if, so, if you told them like a hardcore CRPG was going to sell what's probably going to end up being tens of millions of units, people would call you fucking crazy, but it's going to happen. So like, I, I think uh, it is actually setting the standard for like how game dev should be 
a little bit going forward is like you you hit your core audience first and make sure that they're 100 satisfied and then like the resources come pumping in and like a sequel or like the higher market value of the the version of the game you're making it's really cool it's really interesting treats what do you want to monologue on what's been going on what are the non-league of legends things that you that you've been into lately well, I mean, apart from Hawaii, I've been playing TFT after season. Uh, what else have I been doing? What uh, rank are LCS. you? Uh, in double up now, I'm Diamond 3, I think. Oh, nice. Solo, I think I peaked like D1, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, I just started playing a ton uh, in the last couple of weeks, and I'm Gold 3 and Climbing, so I didn't get to play really a ton fun. this weekend, but uh, I really like this new set. I think It's, it's really a good fun. set, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's cool. Sick. Anything anything else going on? I mean, I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but... Yeah, I mean, it's classic off-season. You just stop playing a lot of League, and you're just wondering what to do with your life, so you just go to gym and eat food and become Bald, a potato. Bald, Bald, Baldur's Gate. Bald, yeah, maybe Bald, I should try it out. <laughs> do you Can you do single-player games, Treats? Because I know so many... Like, I saw Tracy no, in the chat saying... No, I really saying, can't. I really can't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's I get, so many people, like... So triggered. Kobe is the perfect example where, like, you can play, like... Path of Exile, World of Warcraft, League of Legends. And those yes, are like I the three games you can play. I play WoW and LoL and that's it. I, yeah. I'm basically the same. I actually can't play single player. I don't know why. I just get really bored. And then I get competitive and I'm like, I want to play. Is there a rank on this? No. I'm so, like, why am I playing this? I have seen a lot of people say that um, the like they usually feel that way, but Baldur's Gate 3 like is like pushing through that. Um, what's that? I guess it changed them. Then maybe I should try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's not that bad to try out. It's a lot of people were like, oh, it's turn based. I don't like turn based games, and they play it and they're like, I guess I like turn based games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's worth trying, and if not, it's your loss. You know. Your he's loss. Too, he's, too, he's too hardcore to enjoy a casual. Yeah. I. What do you uh, do for fun then, treats? If if it's not that, if you're saying you go to the gym and what else? What what is the treats? week off look like i mean before i was doing a lot of co-streaming and that literally takes up the entire day um if i don't do that i'm let's gym food sleep tft league just on repeat pretty much you you need maybe like you should take these five months that you have and and go i mean i guess you went uh traveling which is pretty good but i feel like maybe pick yeah. up a hobby you know i was thinking of like starting to maybe like make some music or something i mean i'm a total noob but it sounds kind of fun yeah that i think that that would be cool i know some other pro uh diamond i think does that as well was uh, it fudge as well who had a secret soundcloud or something oh fudge oh yeah i've heard about that i think um dj yeah. fudge go do that and then i think demonte and acadian dj'd at one point in time and like maybe last year i've seen that yeah so all right uh my whole spiel i I'm almost done with Yumi and the Nightmare Painter, which is the most recent Brandon Sanderson novel. Uh, it starts off pretty slow, but I really like it. Um, and I really wish that I had looked at the illustrations because I had been listening to it on audio. And then I went and looked at the illustrations and I was like, God damn, these are so cool. The artist whose name I will read in a second when I look them up because I need to uh, give them credit is Aliyah Chen. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A-L-I-Y-A. And uh, she just crushed it with the art. And it really does a good job, I think, of helping to make what is a really cool world. Hey, Travis, you know, what, uh, you know what inspired him to write this novel? 
What? It's a little movie called Your Name. Are you sure? Yes. Mm. Yes, I, I am 100% sure. He said this. In was this a in uh, theaters? Podcast. It was in theaters, yes. Oh, okay. I wonder why I didn't see it. Because you are xenophobic. Do not say stuff like that. That's not true. Oh, uh, how do I know it's not true? You refuse to watch anime, despite the fact that it's, I have tried uh, to gener- watch anime. I've actually watched a lot of Inuyasha, for instance. Um, but uh, I, I've tried. Peter has tried to get me to watch anime multiple times. We've had this conversation a million times on the goddamn show. Hey, hey, treats. Do you like anime? I, I do not, unfortunately. Oh, oh there it is. What is going on here? There man? it is. That's oh, what I'm I, talking I, about. Treats, I'm liking you less. <laughs> I'm liking you less and less every minute you're on this fucking show. Oh, yeah, I don't play single-player games. I don't want to play Baldur's Gate 3. I didn't play Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, I don't watch anime. Uh, I don't even watch movies, actually. The peak of their relationship was this or that, and then it's all been downhill yeah, since then. It's downhill. God, thank God I didn't learn this stuff before that, dude. <laughs> you would have been writing. <laughs> yeah. I uh, So I also was in... But So shout-out to you, me and the Nightmare Painter. I was also in Tacoma this past weekend. I was watching some LCS, but also playing some Magic games, and I had a good time there. I won a couple uh, Commander Masters events, and that was fun. Uh, and I know last week I said I would not be going to LCS finals potentially last minute because Riot had changed some stuff. Well, they did not really unchange those things, but I just... Uh, feel like a lot of people wanted to people were bummed about potentially me not going and I was bummed at the idea of missing my first ever LCS finals so I am just going to go even though I wish Riot hadn't made these changes and we're going to potentially lose a lot of money on it but that's okay because people were just prime training sub training my Twitch chat earlier today so hopefully that helps out a little bit I really do appreciate it but uh to that end, I have not had a chance to figure out where I'm going to hold a like either Magic Commander or Draft Meetup on Friday night, but I will. So if you, this Friday, in Newark, New Jersey, would like to, in or around, I guess I might have to go to the suburbs nearby, would like to play Magic the Gathering with me, please join my Discord and talk in the Magic the Gathering channel. It's discord.gg slash Travis. And uh, I will try to, I, I need to make sure I know how many people want to come do this to make sure it's even worth it. And also to make sure that I have a space that can support it. But I will be trying to do that this Friday. So no promises, but almost certainly we're going to end up doing something if we can find a space. All right. The show is sponsored by Hotline League. Yeah, no life Hotline League because nobody has money anymore. I don't know if you all have noticed this, but it's where we're all poor and life Hotline League takes money. Um. So I'm doing something a little bit smaller scale that will hopefully allow people to hang out. Mark can host a Your Name watch party or something. I don't know. Uh, Travis Travis could try stepping outside of his bubble once. Treats. Are you going to go to LCS Finals? No, I'm going home in two days to Sweden. So, Are you like permanently? I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but for now at least. for like I, When I say permanently, I mean like for the next... Four or five months, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you waiting to be kidnapped after you, or like arrested after you step off the plane? <laughs> I should. Uh, after Travis. my performance. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of new people in the in the chat this time. I've been raging at this one kid. I'm feeling <laughs> kind of bad, but it's so funny <laughs> in the uh, pleb topics. 
Oh, really? Okay, do you want to do the spiel then? Yeah, I'll spiel in case people are listening and this is the first time. There's a lot of them. Um, one second, sorry. I have to tell this person to undeafen now. <laughs> do the spiel, uh, do the spiel. If you haven't seen the show before, it's a live call-in show. Uh, you go ahead and join up on Discord. That's where we're able to talk with you and pull topics from. I posted in Twitch chat right there. Go ahead and click that join up. Once you get in there, join the pleb calls or pleb calls to or sub calls voice channels so I can pull you into the waiting room should I pick your topic, which that's where you're going to post into the pleb topics or subtopics text channels. Go ahead, write in if you have a question for treats, if you have a take on the series that just played or what's going to happen finals weekend or anything. We'll go ahead, uh, if I like it, pull you into that sub calls, uh, into the uh, waiting room, like I said. And then when it's your turn, we'll do a quick audio check and then you'll be in the actual on-air channel to talk with treats and I. And if you are a sub and there are a lot of you, especially now that we had that giant scam train going, uh, which I really appreciate, make sure you sync your Discord with Twitch so that you can join the subtopics chat and you can drop some stuff in there. We do try to pull from both. There's no promises that if you're in there, you'll, you'll be in. But Mark does check both of those and the subtopics one moves a little slower. So uh, that is how you do it. Um, I, let's do, we usually do a quick preview of some of the stuff we're going to be talking about. I think it's pretty obvious that what we're going to be talking about this time around is the LCS and recent results. So some really crazy things happened. Uh, it seems like Golden Guardians uh, sort of fallen off while we saw energy surprise. I think we were, we had a take, Mark, that I think somebody might call in, but we didn't we have a previous take? Was it last week or the week before where Somebody was really high on energy, and we were both very skeptical, and then they pushed through. I think maybe you I was more skeptical because people call me an energy hater. And well, maybe, but then they lost. So that true. was two weeks ago. True, 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 true. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe they're frauds. Yes, that's what I'm saying, dude. They're fucking you frauds. No, on your frauds, yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we had that. And then Golden Guardians now head off to fight EU in the uh, monkey cage fight situation. Uh, we yeah, have... we got a call Where's for that, that one already. Do you guys know? Is it in NA? I know, but I can't leaky-deaky it. I okay, also I, know... I have heard I... that it's in NA, but I haven't got a confirmation on that. I but think my leak, that that my is a very good premise to go off of treats um i heard this like half a year ago so yeah. i guess it was already i would be surprised if it wasn't okay uh so we've got energy versus tl on saturday and cloud nine versus tbd i've never heard of them before but they will be facing off on sunday so that's that's the hype um we're gonna talk about this past week's matches obviously and uh, preview the finals on this episode. So, and then I guess we can definitely have some some conversations. Some people want to come at treats because treats was a big meanie to a lot of North American people. You got the anti-co-streaming uh, crap as well because yeah. not only is treats a mean person, he also partakes in co-streaming, which is the devil. That's I mean, what the, I mean. The question for everyone is like, where were you guys on my stream? Like, how do you guys know that I was toxic if you guys weren't on my stream or watching my YouTube? Well, you better sub at least then, you know, and then you can come at me. There you go. You, you have go. to watch every single thing he said before you yes. can criticize Treats' points. So true. That's a fact. So true, bestie. All right. 
Uh, is there anything else that popped up in the last week that I am forgetting about? Sometimes something will happen on like Tuesday, and then I will forget it. Twitch chat, let us know if anything if we're forgetting anything. Or Mark, I don't know if you saw anything in the uh, in the chat that. No, I think off. we got pretty full. What There's did they? What was the this past week? Did they announce? Co- no, they already announced coaching. What was this? Oh, most improved. Most improved. Big Dickerish got it. Yeah. Uh, I think that is it. All right. Well. Show's been going for a bit, so let's get in. Oh, top five MVP. Well, that's hard to talk about. We'll just talk about MVP whenever it gets announced. Um, Mark is out to go grab the first caller. Thank you to Balkan Gamer, your first hooker, Wow Scotch Tape, and Jay Schrode, Stizzle Swick, Fishsticks for 40 months, D9 Bartlett, D to the Money, Ian 7J2, and the Noblet. We got Good Guy Tim in the chat or in the call. Good Guy Tim, where are you calling from? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Was Mark being mean to you in the uh, Pleb Topics chat? Uh, yeah, I guess I trolled a little bit. I don't know. This is my first time in the Discord, so he said he put me in a room, and then I exited. I don't know what was going on. So so, so Tim was posted a topic, and then I told him to get in a room, and then he posted another topic. <laughs> Both of them, I think, were good topics to pull. So I was like, so dude, get, get in the fucking... Yeah, so I was like, dude, just get in the fucking room so I can pull you for one of your topics, and then... He joins a room, and I move him to the waiting room, and I think he didn't know what was going on, so he left the waiting room and just disconnected again. So I was like, Tim! I was just screaming at him in, in a... Tim, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. And I then he was dipping, and then he was fucking deppin'. I was like, Tim! Mark oh, is... Man, Travis, I was in your, um, your pre-stream as well on YouTube. Hype. Oh, thank you. Yeah, for those that don't know, I've been... If you don't sub on my YouTube channel, I've been doing every now and then some pre, uh, pre-shows over on the YouTube channel. And then you know, just as a means of letting people know that we're going to do the show and hang out over there. So glad you were over there. Thanks for that's that's why you are new to the show, because you don't normally watch live because I pulled you over. That's from literally YouTube. exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. The plan is working. My strategy is exactly. working. Yeah, dude, I was telling you, you just got to scream on YouTube a little bit. I mean, I like just don't watch Twitch that often. I didn't know you were live. Just literally saw you on YouTube and now I'm here. So All right. pretty hyped. Well, Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific normally. Next week will not be that because we'll be traveling back. But normally Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific. All right, Tim, what's your take? Okay, yeah. So the take is that I've just been really impressed by FBI, um, this split in general. A little bit down on him after the last few seasons. Um, but obviously he was really good originally on Golden Guardians. But really this split, he's been proven like the natural talent that he's had. If you guys remember, like, when Double Oak was playing him in playoffs, he was really complimentary. Just like the first time, just about like the overall skill of this guy. And he was like, dude, this guy is fucking crazy. And then he was kind of in sleeper mode for like two seasons. But this season, especially in playoffs, it's just been like you can really see that he's performing compared to other people. So uh, FBI is definitely a person where what I was it last episode or the, the one before where I was like, do, does anyone have an opinion? Oh, yeah, I think it was Spica where I asked what's his opinion on their bot lane, and he was like, I actually have no opinion whatsoever. And uh, it's just sort of a weird situation where people did not even really consider Energy's bot lane at all over the course of this split. But good guy Tim is here to help make sure people know that FBI is doing well. Yeah, there's. Uh, he went on an interesting career arc where he got really hyped up after beating Doublelift that one time, and then it didn't really feel like there was that many great other AD carries in the league, and kind of took the crown because Doublelift retired, and people just kind of assumed he was. And then uh, 
he was able to win on 100 Thieves, which kind of helped cement that. But then afterwards, people turn on him quite a bit. And with Berserker joining and uh, stuff, people have not been super hyped on him. So at this point, I think most people would say he's like, I don't know where people put him. Because I see people say he's not good, which makes me think that they would put him in the bottom half of the league. I don't know what I don't know what Twitch chat. If you want to do you should do a Twitch poll. Is FBI top half or bottom half league AK? All right, I'll do it. I would say it's legit like mid like fifth. You can't click mid. Everyone will click mid if you say mid. You have to pick. There's top, there's five in the top and five in the bottom. That needs top five because I'll put him fifth. Alright, well the poll is up in the Twitch chat. Everybody can go vote. It's right above the chat. Go look at that. But all right, Mark, continue your thought. Where do you think... Well, I guess we should wait a little bit to let this... Before you sway you know it. Me, you know me I voted. sway it with facts and logic? Yes, exactly. Uh, we've got votes coming in, and I'll say right now, it is 75% top half, 25% bottom half. So, good guy Tim may be already swaying the results a little bit. Uh, I think we've got... We've, we're at about where we're going to be. It's about 70-30 or so. But, uh, Mark, what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh, Maybe I have the wrong read and that there's just some loud FBI haters considering that, you know, it's mostly top half. I think that's fair. I think he's on his good days, you know, top three on his bad days, fifth, sixth, somewhere around there. So, like, I, I feel like he usually doesn't sprint it. Like, he's usually not, like, actually blowing the game plan up. Uh, I think there's times where he does dumb things in, like, the mid to late game or might have, like, a laning oopsie or two. But I, I feel like he's never fully out of the game, like on one and a half items versus a three item tank, which I think is underrated skill set a little bit for, for 80 carries. But I also understand why people get really mad because he does do that thing too. Sometimes where he has that kind of like late game. Oopsie um, this split. Yeah. Berserker yawn sticks. A, I don't think Prince or double if really played better than him. I think double if it's debatable, but he was on such a bad team that it, it didn't look any better. Um, tactical, of course, but again, Playing with with a, an absolute anchor with around his, his support, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, if not for that guy, he would be top yeah. three for sure. <laughs> yeah, unlucky. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that one. There's a lot of good AD carries um, in the LCS this year that that all like I think we're fine to good. So I don't know if that's what the community thinks. Then maybe he's not underrated. I mean, he is appropriately rated. I don't know. What's your opinion, treats? I think like we won two zero against Energy. And I kind of rate bot lanes and like the pressure they put on us in the bot lane, I guess. Um, I think FPI's like mid to late game is completely fine. I think he doesn't do anything that stands out like positive or negative. He kind of just does his job, I think. He's a bit like Jan where if he's not expected to carry, sometimes he just pops off. And when he's expected to carry, he sometimes just flops. Uh, so I think he's not super reliable, uh, but he, he kind of has like a medium level, which is pretty decent, I would say. Um, but I think in lane, him and Ignar are kind of kind of low pressure. I don't feel like they're playing to win lane that often. Ignar is kind of a map-winning player, and uh, he's kind of chilling. Uh, so I, I would definitely put him like around the mid. I mean, obviously they're top three, so they're doing stuff well in mid game. But I think uh, in lane specifically, they're not that uh, like dangerous. Mark, do we have any takes about tactical? Because I kind of want to ask treats a little bit while we're on. No, the we don't. No one's calling it about tactical. Surprisingly, All right. yeah. So that's, that's well. That's what I wanted to to get into too. Because tactical's arc was kind of like he was hyped up when he replaced Peter. Then, especially when he went to TSM, the stock stonks tanked, which seems to be what happened to a lot of players. Like speaking others, 
Um, and then this split, I feel like he got, in particular, he got a lot of attention. So I'm kind of curious what you think, Treats. I mean, I I feel like what's interesting is when he was with TL, everyone's like, oh, man, that's how good Core JJ is. He's just able to make even tactical look good. And then when he was on TSM, people were like, see, that's how good Core JJ is. He's just able to make tactical look good. And then tactical is good this split, and people are like, well, Tactical is pretty good. I don't know about that support, but uh, that tactical is pretty good. So I, I'm curious what you think of tact- tactical and your time playing with him as his support. I mean, I think uh, bot lane is obviously a two-way street. I think it's very rare that one player is like insane and the other one is kind of trash in bot lane, I would say. I think usually it's pretty uh, close, like in terms of ranking, maybe someone is like two or three ranks up or down from their lane partner. Um, but I think uh, Tactical is really good. Obviously, that's why I came to Immortals. It was mainly because of him. I think he just requires someone that kind of understands the way he functions as a human being. I think me and Core <laughs> are, are the best uh, at that, So, which is why I think he has the best results with uh, me and him. How does Tactical function as a human being? You have to you have to kind of think the, the way of the Tactical, you know? He's a very... He's a very Pepega person, uh, so you have to speak his <laughs> language, you know, to get through them. Understood. Okay, and it's you and Core JJ that speak that language. We speak fluent Pepega, yes. Okay, I see. I understand. Or is that because you're also a Pepega person? I mean, you have to kind of, you have to kind of go down to their level, you know, uh, to, takes to meet one to them halfway. One. I see. Exactly. It takes two to tango, and I know how to tango with Eddie, so. Gotcha. Some people are bilingual, Travis. They can speak Pepega, but they can also speak a normal functional human as well. Okay. Exactly. I understand. All right. Uh, Tim, it sounds like everyone here is like, oh, no, nah, dude. FBI, everybody likes FBI. So I feel like your take that FBI was underrated is not there. Uh, well, uh, to be fair, his, his take was FBI has redeemed himself in the public eye uh, uh, with his recent carry performances. That was the, uh, the prompt in Discord. That he has, I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, like, something I want to point out is just, like, when they get to playoffs, like, the guy clutches up. You know what I'm saying? Like, before with double lift, like, nobody thought they were going to go. I think they got all the way to finals in that. And then um, the team that he's on right now, NRG, formerly uh, CLG, like, they always kind of struggled in playoffs. And now this guy's kind of popping off. Like, if they win this next weekend, they're just going straight to finals. It's kind of crazy. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you got FBI on your team. You got a good team. Like, you go deep. You might make it finals. I don't know. I'm just saying. Was that FBI when he was playing with uh, Huhi on Golden Guardians? Yeah, 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 exactly. So that was when yeah. I played with Doublelift, and they fucking stomped us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really good then, so I think that was probably his peak. Oh, I totally forgot that was that was you supporting that Yeah, that was that 2020. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, actually yeah. so yeah, crazy. That too. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we got crushed by them, uh, like, first round, I think, of playoffs, and then we stomped and us, and then I got subbed out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was sad. Wild. All right. Uh, Well, either way, thank you so much, Tim, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, shout out you guys for having me on. I mean, first time putting in anything, get on first caller, kind of OP. And uh, shout out Treats. Uh, I saw you. That was that first split you played on TSM. That was the first time I saw you. And you went to EU, kind of showed out. You got a lot of respect there. Came back. Rough split. Rough split this split. I I believe you got it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Have a good one. All right. You guys too. Bye. Bye. 
All right. I mean, so like, I guess Arc. I think we have a fragmented community because like, on I went to go check the Reddit thread again from the series that NRG just lost against C9. And FBI is getting flamed. But he's just the hot guy to flame. Like, I'm the hot guy from IMT to flame. He's like the EG guy to flame, or the um, what's it called, NRG guy right. to flame. I mean, I mean, I I know everybody's been saying this stuff about Reddit for a while, but dude, I feel like in the past six months or so. It's gotten really fucking negative over there. Um, so I agree, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like I, I just stopped posting there several months ago because I just it's, I I don't know what has happened, but it is it has gotten really fucking lame. Um, all right, Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? Yeah. I noticed that doing co-streaming as well. Like Reddit and and Twitter are always negative platforms, and YouTube is like. YouTube and Twitch are like very positive platforms. I feel like. Yeah. No, I agree with the the Twitter stuff too. I I post a lot less there now because, and I just feel like I have to block people, and then whenever I block them, they're like, "Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> this OP. I told him he fucking sucks, and he blocked me. What a coward!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I just because I don't I don't want to deal with that shit." All right, we got Mikey back here. Mikey, where are you calling from? Still the middle of nowhere, Utah, Travis. Okay. Soon. You keep saying yeah, soon you're not going to be in the middle of nowhere, but uh, I, you're not coming through on that. I will. Okay. I'm almost starting work soon, so very figure good. that out. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I have a question for treats. All right. Go Happy. for it. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm a really big fan of Tactical. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my question... Would you say it's fair for co-streamers to be Oh, you're, you're lagging a bit, you're Mike. A lot, yeah. I can, yeah, go ahead. Yes. See if you can just slam it all out right now. We have evidence to suggest that a co-streamer trying to do better in LCS would end 10th place, not naming names or pointing fingers just want your honest opinion i'll, I'll reread this reread the take uh so this is what he posted in subtopics is it fair for co-streamers to be dumping uh, on the level of play in lcs um, when we have evidence that any co-streamer oh my god no i just muted him it's fine go no you, you muted him for you you didn't server mute him oh yeah yeah Sorry. there you go uh <laughs> is it fair for co-streamers to be dumping on the level of play in the LCS when we have evidence that any co-streamer trying to do better in LCS would end 10th place, not naming names? I mean, that's the thing of, like, can sports fans criticize a team star, like, underperforming? Like, can you, for example, if you're watching football and a football player is underperforming, if you're a fan, can you flame him? Obviously, yes. Obviously, I can flame people. I should expect to get flamed back if I don't perform. It's that simple. I will attempt to become Michael Don here and debate you. Okay. This is not my own personal opinion on this, but uh, there could be an argument made that you're not just a fan. You're not just Joe Schmo slamming some Coors Light, throwing his beer cans at the TV when Tony Romo fumbles the ball or something like that. I, I know Tony Romo's retired and does commentary now, actually, which is a different point. But you are a pro player. You have authority. You have uh, you know street cred. So when you start dogging on all these people, you're not just another guy yelling at the TV. You're the guy that everyone's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, is I mean, right. These guys are fucking dog shit, and I hate them. 
I mean, it's just literally become a narrative that I dog on everyone. I'm just a very straightforward person, so whatever I feel, I will say. Uh, sometimes if someone ints, I'll call it out. If they do a good play, I'll call it out. Uh, I'm pretty fair, I would say. Uh, but as I said before the show started, if everyone actually wants to get a, an accurate narrative, they can watch my own co-stream and, and make their own opinion instead of just following the Reddit narrative. So that's pretty much my take on it. Do you... Do you... How annoying was it over the course of the split, or how much did you ex get exposed to the like people being like, "Oh, you know, on your co-stream you said this, but then you weren't able to like put up the results, blah blah blah." Like, how much of that did you deal with over the course of the split? I mean, I saw it a lot, but I don't care. Uh, I mean, it, it was obvious that it would happen uh, because every time you put yourself like out there and you do content for whatever it might be, you get shit on if <laughs> if it doesn't uh, like land well, uh, so to say. So I saw that a lot, but doesn't affect me whatsoever. Um, Michael, I know you're back. I don't know if you want to try again. We can, we can, you can unmute and see if you want to. If there's anything you would add. Oh, it's not looking good. The light is up. All right, all right. We're gonna assume that the the lag is still happening. Well, okay. So I will continue to ask uh, questions on behalf of of Mikey here. Um, do you you were on TSM, you had mixed sentiment from your performance there. Then you went back to Europe, you got a lot of love, then you come back to North America, and again people here are like, Oh, Trance is maybe not that good. Yeah. What why do you think it is that like obviously the, the results and performance you have in EU seems to be a lot better than what's happening over in North America? Actually, a good question. I mean, uh, obviously, team performance comes down to a lot of things. Uh, as an individual player, you can only account for your own performance. I mean, I can only talk about my own performance. Uh, but it's a team game, and there's multiple players on a team. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Uh, sometimes it works out. That's just kind of the nature of, of the sport. I mean, not that I played perfectly by any means, but my main goal coming here was kind of to play good with the tactical and uh, do a good job in the bot lane. I feel like we accomplished that. Uh, obviously, didn't want to go 10th place, but it is what it is. Uh, the other thing you're forgetting is that North America is a harder region to play in. I mean, that is also true, for sure. We're just way better, and, uh, you know, it's tough. What are the chances yeah, like, that Golden Guardians coming. beats whatever yeah. EU team limps out of their event? I mean, we said it on broadcast. If it's Mad Lions, then Whoa, they'll probably win. We, but... we, we, have a, we have a topic about this, okay, okay. Travis. Okay. It's supposed to be a co-stream related topic. I don't know how we got onto Priest's individual. We were talking about EU versus NA. <laughs> you, start, you said NA stronger or harder Whoa. region. So that's why... You, that's you, why started asking, you, you asked why he does better in EU than NA. NA. You didn't say, uh, why did co-streaming make you bad at League of Legends? You were, you were great before co-streaming. Ah, it's co-stream that ruined me. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean... I did have one split break, so I don't think that helps. I didn't scrim for like half a year, um, but yeah. What? Fair, okay, fair enough. You're one of our our first co-streamers we've had on the show. What do you? What impact? What responsibility do you think co-streamers have to the products that they are co-streaming? If any responsibility. I mean, I think I think the responsibilities. I guess not starting a hate train on a specific player uh, that's like very unwarranted. I think criticizing bad play and obviously saying good plays is important, but 
I mean, it's like I'm watching as a fan with my homies. I can say that that guy ran it down or that guy fucking entered. Like, that's just how it is. I'm not talking as a know-it-all person. I'm just watching as a fan like everyone else. And that's how most people would talk with their friends on co-streams, you know? Like, wow, Treats really ran it down there. Like, haha. Like, that's how people chat. I think... Like, uh... There's the individual, which is, yeah, you don't want to start a hate train on a player. But then there's also, and this isn't specific to you. This is, you know, a lot of other co-streams have had the problem of implying that the region that they're watching is dog shit. And that mm -hmm. they're getting upset. These guys are so bad. This is just what NA does. They always fuck this part up. They always fuck that part up. These guys are terrible. Uh, and I think I've, one of the things that Travis was more alluding to, I think, was uh, by disparaging, as some people might put it, the the product that you're covering, you are inadvertently causing less people to be interested in the thing that you're covering as well. And it's a, a death spiral potentially. Yeah, I mean, that I definitely could see. I feel like the thing is also when you watch a lot of League in general and you see the difference in quality of regions, it's hard to like not account for that when you're watching. Um, obviously, you don't need to say like that LCS is worse than LCK. Everyone knows that, but Sometimes it's very apparent and it's kind of funny, you know, when that happens. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, I can understand how it's difficult when you're like, stay up, well, stay up late or wake up early to watch LCK and exactly, then you roll yeah. into the LCS and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that was an interesting play or whatever. But I, I do think there's been a lot of conversation. Interestingly enough, I feel like there's been less this year. I don't know, Mark, if you think I'm crazy, but... I, maybe it's just because Peter's not co-streaming. Um, that of of negative, like people being worried about co-streaming. Maybe it's both Peter and Treats. Uh, we've lost two of the biggest just critics. It's a narrative now. People are just seeing it from that light, even though it's not always true. You know, like I think people have clips in mind where they're like, "Oh, co-streamers are so toxic." But then, like, how many people are actually watching those streams is very low. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think there was a point where it was really bad during the first year that it came out and there was a lot of things and also just like uh there was maybe more also criticism of elements of the broadcast as well mm -hmm. um which i think really cooled off i feel like that was the other thing wasn't it wasn't always just like oh this play sucks this player did this dumb thing it would be things that casters were saying or the production itself or whatever um that i think was also com contributing to that narrative that co-streamers really hate watching or whatever um and i think to, to treat his point like that doesn't happen anymore and uh, i don't think people are quite as negative on the level of play uh, i think it is much more calling out like that was a bad play versus like fucking dog shit and always does this yeah i think that's definitely the case i mean i think i definitely become more negative uh when i co-stream for a long time in a row because you just watch so much league that eventually you become like numb to the average place and you kind of see the outlier place and kind of see them for what they are instead of glancing over them being like yeah it was a bad play happens you know uh, so i think from that perspective it's definitely true all right uh michael i don't know if your your internet is back but i'd love to give you a chance to say something maybe a shout out or anything here at the end the the mic is lit up He's he's talking, Travis. You're Shelling? just not hearing it. Yeah. Oh. Is this a you problem, Travis? Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to still. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, now you're how good. How am I sounding? Do yes, I sound you're okay? good. You're good now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I quick ask Treats if he... Uh, have you ever seen Tactical play Minesweeper? I have. He plays a lot, yeah. 
he is, isn't he so good at it? It's insane. Yeah, I've definitely I haven't seen if he's good or bad, but I've seen him play it a lot for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all I wanted to ask. Very good. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll shout out Energy Demonte like always. Um, I want to shout out Treats' YouTube channel because I actually Thanks. do enjoy your YouTube content. It's pretty good. I think you're fair with your criticism, honestly. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll take those. Thank Very you. good. Hey, thanks so much for the call, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yep, see ya. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now to talk about Alienware. Really appreciate Alienware's support of this content. They've been a fantastic partner, and I've, uh, I've really enjoyed working with them. I saw people in the chat earlier before the start of the show asking me about the X16 uh, versus the M18, and I, I love when folks are asking those types of questions. Um, shout out to Toast, by the way, who gave a great answer at the end of the interview that I did with him about Alienware and X16. I loved to see it. But also, I want to promote the new Aurora R16. Go take a look at this. If you're familiar with Alienware product, it's going to look a little different. They're trying something a bit different with the uh, with the look of this thing, and I think it's really cool. I mean, I love the Auroras that I have right now, but this thing is, it's just, I don't know, it, it looks nice um, on a desk, and I think a lot of you will really like it. It's a bit of a smaller housing, and uh, and it's a little bit more approachable if you are looking for something that is um, on the, the more affordable side. I mean, obviously, there's great deals all the time with Alienware products, but Again, I, I, they make such cool stuff at a variety of different price points. And so for those of you who might have looked in the past and felt like something was outside of your budget, maybe you're going to go someplace else, I would encourage you to go take a look at the Aurora R16. You can do so at alienware.com slash Travis. Uh, and there's a link in the YouTube description if you'd like to do that. Whenever you purchase from Alienware, it is very, 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 very helpful if you go through that link to do so so that they can track it and they know that it's something that somebody who you know was maybe perhaps influenced by this show or my content uh that would be super swell um and then i've also seen a lot of people just tweeting at me i know i owe somebody uh captain swoos who i saw sub earlier uh has sent me a discord message letting me know that they bought one as well so just i really appreciate that feedback loop it's really helpful um, so yeah, and uh, I see people in the chat already talking about their their monitors and how much they love them. So thank you to everybody who loves the uh, Alienware stuff, lets us know about it, and goes and purchases. And uh, really appreciate Alienware support of the show. All right, Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? That's All quick. right, hello treats. What were you hello. saying? I just said that was quick. He left before he even said anything. Yeah, yeah. He's just we're on. We're close to. I think 500 episodes now or something like that. I forget. Some insane amount. Uh, not 500. 400? 300? Something like that. 300. Jesus. And so he's uh, he's there. Uh, Marx, Marxist? Is that, a, is that what it is? It's Marxist, yeah. Marxist, but in a different way of spelling it than perhaps yeah. the way people are thinking. Yeah, my last name's Marx, so. Gotcha. clever. Uh, yeah, sorry for that name. It's... Um, it's not a great one. All right. Honestly, great name. I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, can you get a little closer to your mic, or maybe turn it up a bit? Where I've got you at two hundred percent, but you're a little quiet. Yeah. I Mark warned me, but uh, this is all I got for you, man. No, that's actually much better. Thank that's you. Perfect. Where are you calling right. from? 
Uh, I'm calling from North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, but a uh, small shout out to San Jose, California, because that's where I'm from originally, and I know Kobe's from there. Nice. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? So my take was that uh, it was a little more inflammatory than I might word it here, but basically it no, was you that... have to word... No, no, you, you say what you wrote. All right, all right, all right. Um, I think... Uh, what I said was that the series against TL proved that Unforgiven was so overrated during the split, and he doesn't really, like, do anything. Um, and a little bit to back it up, uh, I think that his laning stats are subpar. He's negative in CS, Gold, and XP at 15 minutes just across the board. Uh, and that includes his 30-plus CS game against TSM which pulls it up and his damage per minute numbers are actually lower than both Yon and FBI, who I think probably both deserved it more like a little bit of a caveat. I'm a TL fan. So I was kind of like preying on his downfall a little bit in the EG series. And I was also like, uh, hoping Yon would get the third team, but, uh, I think he has worse laning stats than double lift, than Prince, than wild turtle, than Yon and FBI. And he has worse damage per minute than Yon and FBI. I think he just kind of like does nothing. Um, and then he just kind of, if his team gets him the opening, he wins, and he will never find the opening himself. So we should say that we had a FBI hype call, and we like to keep things balanced. So now we have another ADC sucks call. Well, and we have to lean into the fact that Treats is a toxic co-streamer and let him True. slam dunk on some some idiots. So here you go. <laughs> Treats, my, what my, do you think of Unforgiven? My yeah. Swedish brethren, Unforgiven. Uh, I think he's a very good carry when he's set up. I think, kind of like you said, uh, Marxist, I don't think he's the best player at finding uh, windows himself. But I don't think that's an Unforgiven specific problem. I think that's kind of an AD carry problem in general. I don't think that's something that, for example, Dublift does uh, really great either. Uh, so You're, you're like, they really need supports to... to help them in their dumb brains yes so in my in my head if an ad carry is struggling a lane it's the support's fault it's not the ad carries that's my take i i feel like ayla didn't get a lot of like flack though i know that like they got flack as a duo for not doing anything in lane and that's why his laning numbers are so bad but i think that like Ayla looked largely pretty good, and Ayla got unforgiven solo kills in lane at times as well. Um, I can't pull any off my mind. I just pulled up the quick laning statistics so I would be able to see them for this. But I mean, he, he roamed a lot, to be fair. Like, uh, JoJo's jungle and support proximity, both from his team and his enemy team, is pretty high. Um, yep. Yeah, I guess it's really hard when you have the magnifying glass of JoJo Pion just, like, taking all, like looks away from everyone else but i think that part of that is people kind of didn't give unforgiven enough flack for not doing enough if his team needed him to other than like one game one or two games where he was the main carry in the regular season i felt like he was largely invisible like even in the playoff series that they won it was like revenge and i really thought that that would be the time for him to step up um and i know that like it's a regular season award so my take of like oh this playoff series proof that he didn't deserve a regular season award is kind of like cap but like the statistics I pulled up were regular season. He's negative in all the like laning statistics, and he has lower DPM than the two people that could win it above him, which is FBI and Yon. I think his first playoff series uh, definitely wasn't. I was on the the cast on the desk for that one, uh, and I remember. I, I mean, I told him after the series, I said you have to step up for the next series because I don't think you played that good, uh, and he agreed. So, I think in playoffs specifically. Uh, don't think he performed the way he wanted. I think in regular season, he did do pretty well when he was set up for success, but 
like I said, sometimes I think EG just fumbled early game. And if Botlane fumbles, uh, it's usually the support's fault. So yeah. I think uh, a lot of it is on that. But I don't think he's the guy who will find opportunities himself. I think that's kind of like a Berserker thing uh, yeah. or like a Prince thing where they look for... I think honestly, tactical too is someone that looks for a lot of like solo <laughs> opportunities. Uh, on yeah, the as a and TL stuff like fan, that. tactical certainly looks for solo opportunities. <laughs> he will I jump mean, in. I think uh, I think it is fair to say though that there's a lot of AD carries. Maybe they're the more new age kind of guys. Though I know not, not like Unforgiven is that old, but like Yon's definitely Yon, looking too. Yeah. I, I would just say Yon does this too. I mean that fucking like sure. flash in on Ash. Oh my <laughs> like, God. And then you got, you got hate for that, but I think that like. The team needed something to happen, and he was trying to make something well, happen. Like, was it really dumb and looked really bad? Yeah, but like, but the thing, I the get thing. why. Sorry, you're good. Uh, he also tweeted out afterwards that he'd do it again at Worlds because I think I even said it on the cast that he was trying to get the reset for Ari, and that's what he was trying to do. So yeah, I respect that, honestly. As yeah, a, those plays are fine. Yeah, like rather go for them and then have them fail than like not look for windows for sure. Especially yeah, when for I think, years TL was the do nothing and lose team, I would much rather see them do something and lose than do nothing and lose. Yeah, I I, uh, I feel like Unforgiven is just. I mean, we've talked a lot about narrative trajectories for a lot of these players tonight, but I feel like it was interesting to see what was a lot of hype in the beginning sort of just fall off, even as like JoJo had a resurge in terms of people being excited about him and all that stuff. So I'm. I mean, I know there's a lot of speculation about what's going to happen to EG next year, um, and especially their roster, but I'm very curious to see where Unforgiven ends up. Um, I just expect everything's going to blow up on the offseason, so um, I don't know. I mean, he treats he was very well regarded in Europe, right? I mean, yeah, he, was, he, was, he, was he had a lot of pressure, for sure. Yeah, he, he got first on MAD, but then he got kicked the split after it when they did some changes. Yeah, I think that's which what is happened, a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think he played really good in EU. I think he's good in NA as well. Uh, but AD carry is kind of a, a team gap role. Uh, so if your team is not performing, it's kind of hard to perform yourself. Well, let me um, ask you: Did you yeah. put him at? Would you have put him at third team? I think tactical had the vote for your team. But would you have put him at third team? Mm, I don't think so. I'd probably put him fourth or fifth if I had to say. Behind FBI or Yon or someone. Oh, that's a hard one. I would probably go like Berserker. Stick say, and then it's kind of like a mix. I would put double probably, if probably for third, I would, right? I would put like tactical double lift, uh, unforgiven. Like those three are on there. I would say. Peter had like unironically good laning statistics. Oh yeah, um, no, he was the third best ADC. Uh, Marxist DPM, but you know, Any, anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, um, just wanted to say I've been a fan of TL for since they were cursed, so I was a fan of Mark when he joined them. So I've been following him for a while, and I've been following Hotline League for a while. And then uh, just a shout-out to my friend Dustin and my friend Leon, because they're the only people who might ever watch this, because none of my other friends follow Pro League. So We'll get the rest of them to watch it. All right? We need <laughs> all that we can get. Promote it. I'm friends with a lot of traditional sports guys, so it could, in theory, pull in new fans, but a lot of guys just don't want Bring to. people to New New Jersey. Are you going to go to New Jersey this weekend? Uh, I am not. I got a lot going on. But, right. um, well, don't I, we all. Yeah, it's really funny. I moved to Charlotte, or to Charlotte like right after the finals were in North Carolina. So yeah. Unlucky. All right, well, thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank that you. as well. But, yeah, thanks for having me. Peace. All right, on to the next caller. 
lot of AD carry takes here today. There's a lot of AD carry haters around here. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess AD carries just like tend to bring in a lot of attention in ways that maybe supports don't. And so you show up here and everybody's like, now's my chance to fucking dug on some ADCs. <laughs> uh, thank you to Alex Throws Games, The Real King Sonic, uh, iNuber, Prophet Guru, who gifted a sub to Treats. I'm shocked Treats was not already subbed. Uh, Bill crazy. Gunn, Shade Rubino, and Ithic. Thank you everybody for the subs. We have... This, oh, go ahead, Mark. This topic i meant to pull during the co-streaming one uh but i forgot so it's kind of a circling back thing but whatever that's fine uh caller what is your name and where are you from yeah my name is dave and i'm in uh wilmington delaware wilmington delaware what do you want to talk about on the show yeah absolutely so i think that um I think co-streaming negativity and the viewing problem that League and probably other esports too has in general is that the what a player sees and what they have based on vision and game versus what a spectator sees with having global vision causes like a drastically different viewing experience. And the casual viewer, especially who has perfect global vision, is going to see things, hear things from co-streamers and see stuff as really obvious without ever really not necessarily never knowing, but not having as good of experience of knowing, okay, well, what does the game actually look like when you're in a player's vision perspective and what you see on wards versus not and all those different parts of things. So what if we gave co-streamers only rights to co-stream the fog of war up <laughs> for one team of their choosing? Yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily like the solve is to say you have to view it as a player experience. I think it creates a viewership um, complexity, I guess what I'll call it, but a problem for, for esports in general, but you know, focus on league for this, obviously, where you have to come up with some way that you can present this in a better format to the viewer, especially casual viewer. And I think that there's a lot more toggling that could be done back and forth between the global vision and the the um, player-based vision that could better explain plays and better give context to what a player is seeing and why they made certain decisions that would, um, I think, reduce some of the negativity and make things a little more uh, understandable to especially casual viewers. I mean, I agree with your take, uh, first of all. I think it's true, but I think that's kind of the case for every sport, isn't it? Like, say, for football, you see the entire field and you will still flame the people who are misplaying, uh, you'd still, yeah, like comment on plays uh, with perfect information as a spectator, just as you would in league. Uh, I think it's kind of hard. I think the point of uh, spectators doing a better job is fair. I think sometimes you could show like a POV clip, for example, where you see someone else play a gank uh, with their vision or like with their game understanding better. Um, but I do agree that that's definitely a. If you're only spectating League and you're not playing yourself and you don't really understand, then it's a very hard nuance to get across. Okay, but there's definitely a big difference between the information you're missing on a football field than rather than the information you're missing on Summer's well, Rift, right? I think it's an interesting discussion point depending on what sport you're talking about. Because, like, uh, American football, you have a big fucking helmet on. Those guys are all, like, 6'6 six, six and 300 pounds. Like, no joke. And you're, like, probably a five. Eight, five, ten, running back who's like two twenty four or two 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 forty, two twenty, and you're supposed to like find the opening and like know where the linebacker. Like it's actually pretty fucking hard to see on a football field when you're running. If anyone's ever tried it. Similarly, in basketball, 
uh, from that view, it looks like there's a lot of court space. You go out of bird's eye and you get ground level. Dude, those fucking guys are seven feet tall and then their wingspans are actually like seven, eight. Like, you're like, oh yeah, let me just get around this guy. And you're like, how the fuck do I get around this guy? And so to Treats' point, I do think it's true that like sports also have like a very different feel when you're actually playing them (laughs) than when you're watching. Uh, We're going to build mode on, right? Like all the time. I think the argument maybe is that in League you actually can toggle the god mode to like in-game. Uh, you can't really do that in football. I mean, you could have like a POV camera or something, uh, but I don't think that would kind of fly. So I guess that's the the other side of it. Yeah, the other thing too is like whenever they strap a GoPro on someone, the actual field, like the field division that you're getting is way bigger. Those things are yeah, like fisheye like lenses blown out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you actually play and you have fucking blinders on from like the the helmet or something, um, you know it's it's different. Treats. How much didn't, uh, like probe either? So how much t sports do you watch? T sports. Yeah, traditional sports. Oh, uh, then basically zero right now. I used to watch a lot of uh, soccer when I was playing so, myself. So I, I don't I don't watch any. So I'm gonna ask you both: How much criticism or critique is there out there? in coverage or commentary of like, oh, how did they not see this? Or why did this person make the throw the ball in this direction or something like that? Is this, I'm curious how comparable the, like we talked about the conversation around it, but how much criticism is it compared oh, to there's so much backseating for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I know there's the backseating. Should have passed it to him. You know, like, yeah, okay, there's okay. all that shit all the time. And like, I think it's honestly less in esports to be honest. I, yeah, probably. Uh, I think it's uh, hard to see fog stuff, you know, like the same way. It's like, why didn't he just fucking pass the ball to that guy, you know, or something like that? Yeah, I, I think it's true that the there's, there's maybe a little less. I also think in league, the 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 vision things I think matter more because I I do agree a little bit with what you're trying to. Say. I think some of what you're saying, Travis, where it's like league is inherently more a vision based game. Like you can't sneak. I guess you can do like a quarterback sneak or like some misdirection plays. I'm, I'm mostly thinking about football. Like you can do some misdirection stuff, but like a huge part of pro league of legends is like hiding the play that you're going for from your opponent. Yeah, like, you're not able to like of- go sneak and stick GoPros in the ground on the, on the field and be like, okay, now we got vision of this area of the, well, <laughs> it's like how many ganks work through a ward? Like close to none of them. How many like Baron rushes work? If you did, if like the enemy team knew you were doing it the whole time, like most of these like riskier plays or like a lot of the action only happens off vision. And it's so like, I, I do agree that, that like vision is more important, but I don't think that it changes like the viewer experience like a ton because most people just like don't even play the sports that they watch, or at least like not on, not on a level that's comparable. Or Whereas I think that's most- true as well. I think honestly, a lot of people only watch league nowadays. I don't think there's, I think the player base has gone down in comparison to the amount of people watching. What was that? That's my cat feeder. Your cat is making animal. terrible noise. Um, as a cat cat feeder i uh yeah i and to be clear with people because i saw people having weird mental spasms in the twitch chat earlier but i i'm not saying oh wow is there any criticism in traditional sports it's more my trying to understand like when we're talking about vision when we're talking about like i understand people are like oh how could you you know miss you fumbled, you fucking dipshit. Yeah, yeah. You missed not, that sh- you, wide open, you missed. I'm not yeah, talking about fumble and stuff sure. like that. It's more just like, wow, how did you not see that player coming up behind you or something? You know, like the the more comparable things to where 
people are like, oh, how did you not know that that gank was going to occur? Or why were you playing so forward? Or like that type of stuff that we hear a lot in in League of Legends criticism. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, we know the jungler's pathing up. No way, top lane still dies. Uh, I mean, that type of thing. Yeah. Now I do really... I think if I could watch traditional sports and uh, see people ward in certain areas of the court or the or the field, that I would be far more interested. Oh, that sounds very fun. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to our caller. Anything you want to shout out? Good take, Dave. Yeah, thanks. Uh, definitely Alienware uh, and you guys. Uh, first time getting on the show, but been listening for years. So, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. All right. Uh, off Mark goes. Thank you to, I think I got, oh my God, Joseph Joestar, but in case I didn't, thank you. And Flashy Irish, thank you for the Prime. Uh, you can uh, sub to the channel if you have a Prime sub. You can move your cursor over the screen. There's a purple crown. Click it. It'll tell you if you've got a Prime sub available. We got Fist here. Fist, where are you calling from? Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I'm calling from Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I wanted to talk about how, and I know Mark said earlier to come in hot, so I'll come in hot. He's the inspiration for this take. Oh, you're uh, trying to pass some it off on him, I see. <laughs> yeah, this, full this or that. And with treats, his this or that was what spawned in my, my take. Uh, after watching that TL series against Golden Guardians, um, where he somehow thought that Summit was the uh, the MVP after watching that that Orn game, I'll never understand. Uh, but I think Summit's a liability, and especially when it comes to uh, refocusing the thought process towards how he's going to perform at Worlds uh, versus how he performs domestically is going to be a big problem. Uh, he, he's not flexible. He can't adjust the team's play style. Uh, we all know his positioning has always been an issue. Uh, we always know that his champion pool has been an issue. I mean, I know he plays Gwen now, uh, the memes aside from before, if you guys remember what he said about Gwen in the past. Um, but he, he can't play tanks. Uh, he can't play weak side very often. He gets caught a lot. And he likes to ego check, which works in an A, uh, but it's not going to work internationally at all. And I'm really worried um, because the rest of Team Liquid has gelled and played really, really well. And I think they're coming together as a team at the right time. And I think that Summit is going to get ego-checked and bodied uh, at Worlds. All right. Uh, so when you said in the playoff series, do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Because you were saying you'll never understand. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we were fortunate in that we have four series to judge them on, the, you know, so far this playoff. So we have, like, a big body of evidence. And I will understand if, if Mark's point of view is that, like, he... You know, he played very well against Dokla. I mean, he should. Dokla was probably the worst performing top laner in the league this split. Or, you know, there's an argument to be made there for landing statistics. Uh, and then he bodied revenge. Yeah, he he ate revenge as lunch money. Uh, that happened. Um, but they lost that series against NRG. And he was landing against Dokla, who, again, was considered the worst laning top laner in the league uh, for that series. And they lost that series. So, obviously, he was supposed to be the big gap there. And he couldn't translate that into a win. Um, and in this last series... I'm sorry, I, I don't know what everybody else was watching, but I think Licorice really showed Summit up a lot in this last series. Uh, Summit had one good game, game five in the Gwen, and I think in the other four games, Licorice was absolutely the better performing top laner. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know um, what that bodes well for, for or how that bodes for Summit in, in internationally, but I think Licorice was his best competition yet in playoffs, and I think he looked pretty bad. Mark, you just going to let this man was, uh, say that? sick as well. Oh, Summit was sick, you're saying, Treats? Yeah, he was sick in their series against GG. That's what he tweeted as well. Uh, I was going to say, Mark, you're just going to let 
fist talk about you that way as if you're not even here just like slam you you know why do you think i'm summit i'm so confused i thought you were fist i thought fist was saying i don't know what mark was saying didn't you say fist that you were not sure why mark was saying he was player you of the said series that summit was like a, one of the better players of the series and the tlgd yeah. yeah, in the in the this or that, Mark said that uh, Summit was the MVP for Liquid for the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and I remember Treats said first that he thought Pioshek was Treats. I agree with you. I think Pioshek has been there. They're That's what team. I'm saying, Mark. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't agree. I think Summit's been really really good. I think he's cleaned up a lot of the biggest problems um, that he had before. The Orn game was bad, and I won't defend that one. But that's like the one game you can actually point to in recent memory, in, in recent series that he's gotten turbo dumped. Uh, especially in like late game, it hasn't happened very much at all, which is like the big problem that he always had was not that he couldn't do well in lane and destroy people like Revenge. It was that even if he did that, he would throw. And even in that NRG series, while he didn't like dominate Dokla hard enough to 1v9, like <sighs> who was the problem that series, man? Let's be honest, say his name. Say it, Fist. Starts with an A, ends with an A. There's one letter in between. It was I'm willing APA. to give him a little bit more of a, of a break. Uh, I'm APA. not saying the APA is a bad player. I'm saying that series, they lost because of APA. That's valid. Not Summit. I mean, Fist, I would just like to ask you then, like, who would you rather like put in international competition, like Licorice or Summit, if they're just leaning against uh, an Asian top laner? I mean, I, I think it comes down to philosophy, probably. I think you can make an argument for either one. I would rather have Licorice, because I think Licorice is better at being a team player, he's better at team fights, and he's better playing weak side. Whereas I think Summit is very much more in that play style of, I'm going to take over. And I think that's what scares me, is that in international play, I don't think that philosophy is going to go well against other laners who are very talented. I mean, what happens when he faces Ben or Zeus or, you know, I mean, like, I just, I, I don't know how that's going to go. And I think Licorice can play smart and play safer, and I don't think Summit will do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we saw Licorice recently and actually played really well against Asian competition. I think it's just a thing of, like, Summit, I feel like, is not really overrated. I feel like the the things that he's really good at, he is very good at. Like, his lane and his pressure in the game in general is very high. He does have very clear weaknesses, which probably will get exposed more in international competition but i feel like the same could be said for basically every na top laner same for fudge you know yeah that's that's how i feel too is like i'm not i'm not of the opinion that he's the best player in the world or even in na but i think to the point about why he's been so good in playoffs for me is that he's kept a lot of his strengths while not having the like inting the game away tp flanks that are yeah. terrible yeah like the mega inter mostly gone and even in the series versus golden guardians i think licorice got the better of him overall but it was with a lot of resources. In game one and game two, they chain ganked his Fiora, and I think they killed him once after in like four attempts. His Aatrox died a couple more times, but then he stabilized from there and was actually able to like, you know, not lose the game despite the fact that he got put behind early on. And they threw a lot of bans his way, if I remember in that game. Um, maybe I'm trolling. Maybe they didn't ban a ton of stuff against it. I don't remember. Uh, but either way, he he played the Aatrox into the Rumble. They left the Rumble up and. Uh, you know, he kind of dealt with it. So I don't know. I think uh, I think he's been good. I think he's been really good for them. I think the whole team is really well balanced right now, or like multiple people are stepping up. I think we said that in that slide too. Is like a lot of them are playing pretty well. So I don't think he's like carrying this team. The rest of them are a joke, kind of like how people talk about EG or anything like that. To be fair. Uh, well, 
I don't know if treats if you feel like there's anything you want to add in here to the. Uh, I mean, mark. I think in general, um, I understand your take, Fist. I would just, I wouldn't say that he's been like liability or he wouldn't do against like well against international competition. I think that. I would say him and Summit have been the top two performers of TL so far in the playoffs, and I kind of expect that to remain true for the rest of playoffs. Uh, and I do think that if he laned against Asian top laners, his strengths would not be as strong as they are against any top laners, obviously. Uh, but uh, so is the case for every player that goes <laughs> yeah. from LCS to, to international. Exactly like one top has looked serviceable against... Uh... LPL and LCK tops. And that was licorice at last MSI. Like Fudge has struggled historically. Uh, Dokla LCS versus MSI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Dokla is is probably going to struggle quite a bit. You know, you know, it's, I, it's always going to be a struggle. Yeah. Well, impact, hey, thanks so okay, much. Fair enough. Impact, but Fist, anything yeah. you want to shout out before we go to the next caller? Uh, shout out Alienware and shout out Travis, uh, becoming an MTG fan. Uh, that's awesome. We in the Magic community love having you, and keep it up. Thanks. Hang out in the Magic channel on my Discord. We're tr- I'm trying to keep that going. Catch you later. Thanks. Uh, Mark, are we looking for more folks for the waiting room? Because I know we got a decent amount, and uh, we only got two people. I don't know if people left, which happens uh, sometimes. We can, we can try and pull one more if you find one that Lots you like. Lots toxic people. I was, I was uh, promised there would be a lot of flame towards me. Where is it? Yeah, well, that's the thing, is people will shit-talk you constantly. And then the, you say, like, come on Hotline League and talk to me about it. And they're like, no, oh, I'm not going to do that. And so uh, and that's uh, that's one of my it's, favorite things about the show is that people, it just demonstrates how cowardly people are. It's the digital equivalent of like, yeah, you wouldn't say that to my face on the streets, bro. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and then they actually won't show up. Uh, yeah. yeah, but Travis, you can look at the next person and, okay. or try and find another person. I'll, I'll, I'll find somebody. Yep. All right, looking for that. Uh, we are so if you are trying to get in, uh, in the on the show, feel free to drop something into the subtopics or pleb topics channel right now because uh, we've got. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for folks. Uh, thank you to Badger Yar for the 25 months and the Paradox 63 for the Prime. Really appreciate. It. Um. Let's see. I see a take about how player turnover is so high, and my God, we've talked about that so much on the show, uh, and it's always been me pushing it. So it's not even. I high. saw that take, and I was like, "Is this just Travis in Discord on an alt uh, account?" No. Yeah. yeah, I meant to take that one. I, I pulled someone else who actually has a, a t- conversation between TL and APA. Okay. Or uh, TL and NRG, excuse me. So gotcha. That'll be a good one. All right, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, my name is Ricky, and I'm calling from uh, sunny Santa Monica. Ricky from Santa Monica, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the take that um, NA fourth seed, GG, is better than every possible EU fourth seed except G2 if by some miracle they, you know, miracle, sorry, by some disaster that they uh, become fourth. So what is, who are, who do you consider to be possible EU fourth seeds? Um, SK if they overperform, Mad Lions because it's funny, and um, maybe Fnatic if they don't perform that well, if they have an off day. All right, I'm gonna. Why, why do you feel this way? I guess we should we should maybe. Um, I f- I feel this way because I am very confident in GG. I think that uh, they are a extremely solid team. 
And for whatever reason, they had bad nerves. They had um, stage fright, something. I don't know. They can't exactly have stage fright. They've been on stage before. But something happened that day for them to not perform as well against TL as they usually do. Something, you know, maybe the spirit of tactical took over Gory and made him jump in with Malphite Ults on Chris. <laughs> I don't know exactly. But he did that, and it really costed them the game. <clears throat> but I think an actual spot for Worlds when they're playing against EU 4th Seed, I think they can really beat them. Uh, any of those teams that I said. Um, Fnatic would be more difficult, but Mad Lions I think would be pretty easy. SK, if they overperform, will be pretty easy as well. The other main reason is because I think the format of LEC hurts them as well. Like, the LEC format is not helping them in that regard, considering that, what was it, they have, I think, a week um, after the four seed is determined to actually get to NA or Korea, wherever the match is taking place, and then play against each other? Uh, I will say, don't listen to anything too much about what you heard about the fourth place match quite yet. Okay. But other than that, I do think GG is genuinely better than SK, genuinely better than Mad Lines, and better than a underperforming fanatic. So, one, I have no idea what Mark is referencing, but I'm very curious, and I... I mean, it's definitely happening. People are like, what? Is it not happening? Of course it's happening. They're going to play. I just... He said a couple specific things, and I said, well, like, because he's making assumptions about, like, EU being disadvantaged because they have to go straight do this and straight do that, you know, like, I, yeah. I don't, or I was just NA saying, having an extra week in Korea or something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of things that could happen. Like, you know, we finished four weeks earlier, right? Like, where do you think all the NA fucking teams are going? Korea. After they're going to Korea. Who's left to scrim if the match plays in NA? You know, like, maybe it's actually not better for NA if, if it's playing in NA. Who's left? Like, you're playing disguised out of the courtesy of their hearts their season's <laughs> done too like tactical. yeah like you're gonna get the fucking random team together of uh people McDonald's. basically playing tryouts yeah the mcdonald's team so like i'm just saying we until it's announced don't make any assumptions about who it favors you know because you, you don't know yet yeah i think that is that is a fair point uh so damn before you went off on that tangent i had something really good oh uh golden guardians do you not feel before we get to sort of the EU side of this equation, do you not feel like Golden Guardians is kind of collapsing here at the finish line? Like they lost to Cloud Nine. Okay, that was expected. Or as well in the in that final week, then you have them lose to NRG, which I think was an upset. Then yeah, they beat Dig, but then they lose to TL. Like do you do you not feel like Golden Guardians is on a bit of a downturn? I think they're stumbling. I don't think they're collapsing. Okay. I think they can. I think they can catch themselves. Honestly, I believe in players like Licorice, players like um, Sticks, a players like Gory, who've been so good throughout the season to keep that even what even if they stumbled at the final hurdle before the fourth place match. All right. Well, so you just have faith in the players to to pick it back up. Uh, and like- of course, I have faith. I mean, the problem is for me that, like, they lost the series to TL with Gory being up, like, 30 CS at 15 every game. Like, the games were, like, going according to plan, and they kind of failed to, like, beat themselves, in a way, in my opinion. Um, and I failed to see how that would, like, translate over, I guess, to them winning the last world's uh, spot. 
He also struggled against Palafox too. Palafox uh, did pretty well in the Gory. Gory didn't have the best series in the upper bracket, and sure. uh, he's he's hate to say it hasn't made international competition before, despite being on when he was in the PCS, a very good team uh, that should have gone. Might be a bit of a choker. Might have some choking problems. So let's let's talk about the EU side of the equation then. Treats, you are uh, from Europe. What do you make of Europe's chances against the LCS in that match, especially given the teams that our caller mentioned? I mean, the thing is that we haven't seen LEC for a little while now. They've been on a random break. Uh, <laughs> so when they come back, which is next week, I think they start again, it uh, will be easier to tell. I think for now, I think you could say the level is comparable at least. Uh, I don't think that one region is necessarily super much better than the other. Um, I I would think that Fnatic would be better than GG in my head, but they kind of choked already in playoffs, so uh, kind of hard to say. But I think G2, you could say, is the only team that's like one clear step above uh, the rest. Yeah, do you feel, do feel like there's been a lot of people down on EU this season? Do you think that that's fair? Do you share that sentiment? I would definitely say that it's gone down a bit. I feel like the problem is that the, the teams that you expected to perform, like Mad Lions, uh, kind of underperformed heavily, and then like you just have XL randomly in top two. Uh, so I, I would definitely say that EU was uh, underperforming, so to say, and a lot of teams didn't like meet their expectations. So when our caller is our caller is up on on Golden Guardians, confident they can be EU, but it sounds like you think it's more of a coin flip. I would at say least like right now. right now at this moment, if like say GG played Fnatic, I would I would honestly, if I had to like put. Odds on the on the game output 50-50. Okay. All right. Wow, what a coward. 50-50. Trying to keep I'll his give EU the edge option. to North America. EU options open for next year. I get it, Treats. I get it. It's obviously <laughs> North America is <laughs> yeah. the better, the better He's like, you know, all teams are great at the end of the day. And yeah. yeah. I just and think all of them can be great, especially if they're looking for a new support. Yeah, they're just all weak in support positions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No AD carry is better than the other AD carry. No, let me tell you. Stick A will crush these idiots. All right, gory this, gory that. What about the rest? Licorice versus the tops in EU. EU tops are trash. If gory plays like that versus uh, like humanoid, uh, yeah. Not worried about it. Not a problem. Not, okay. not worried about because licorice is still still up in the top lane. Goat. Bro, yeah. didn't like didn't Adam run Europe for half the year? Yeah, that was had... quite the problem. Oh, that was an issue indeed. But now yeah. it's been fixed. Sixteen forty-seven. Does anyone remember that with Mad Lions? I don't know, man. You got you got you got Broken Blade, okay, and then you got Odoamne, and I think those are the only two tops in the L in the LEC. I don't know if there's even anyone else in the LEC playing top right now. Oscar in the goat. <laughs> Oscar in, yeah, true, true, true. Chasey is. Do people still think Chasey's great? I remember he uh, he did well for for a weekend. <laughs> I mean, I think after MSI, people yeah, people are a bit down on Mad Lions. I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, Licorice is going to have a cakewalk in the top lane. It's going to crush basically everyone except I mean, maybe If there's Odo. a time to do it, it's now, I think, at least. That, that's, uh, uh, that sentiment I agree with. Mark. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I hope no one clips this. I hope this doesn't rear its head later when Golden Guardians loses. <laughs> oh, it definitely will. If it Adam somehow will. shows up and shits on Licorice, I'll, I'll be the <laughs> laughing stock. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, actually, uh, I feel pretty good. I feel like... Uh, I feel like Europe's been dodging NA at international competition for a while now. And then they keep like trying to pretend that they have better runs than us. And they ha it hasn't really been true for a long time now. It's like, okay, G2 destroyed EG. Fair enough. But then Worlds, eh, 
And then, you know, MSI this year. Eh. I mean, I uh, am pretty worried about like, it's funny because I think there was a Reddit thread that was like, oh, you know, NA can go boot camp and EU can't and all that stuff. But I am kind of worried about a world where EU is coming off hot from competition. And oh, yeah. The Reddit thread. The LCS fourth seed now likely has up to one month to boot camp in Korea before the qualifier match versus LEC fourth seed. This is an absolute massive advantage, and LEC can only blame their own scheduling for it. But like, no, that's not true though. Go, I don't think elaborate. that's a massive advantage. Uh, I feel like, first of all, you're not gonna go there and scrim for one month straight every single day and not get burnt out. Like that's just not gonna happen. Uh, so that just won't happen. They'll probably have like a one and a half, two week break and then go. And second of all, the competition they would scrim would probably be of equal or lower quality than the LEC scrims. Uh, because scrimming towards the finals, they have a lot of opponents they would like to scrim them. And obviously the teams that leave playoffs, uh, they will still go to Worlds from EU. So if you're, say, G2, you can still scrim Fnatic if they're third seed or something like this, uh, if they get knocked out of playoffs. Uh, so I think, yeah. Do we yeah, even I mean, know that Golden Guardians is going to Korea before? No, that's the other no. thing I was going to say is like, you they don't know anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like they might not go to Korea because you know, it's so early still before like worlds doesn't start for another like month and a half. So like are the other teams? Yeah. Let's just say theoretically that it's in North America. It's really awkward to like fly to Korea, boot camp there and then come back to LA. So you can be match. jet lagged for, for your match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then go back to Korea too afterwards. Like it's, it's weird. So, um, I am. Najin says we are. Oh, from else, Tracy from Golden Guardian say? says we are. So they anything are going to though? Korea. Any other details from Golden Guardians details? in the chat? Nobody to scrim says Tracy. Okay. Yep, well, that's what I was saying, and for why it wouldn't be an advantage necessarily if you just stayed in North America, um, but also, well, I, I don't know. Maybe the Reddit thread's right. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're making a big hullabaloo about nothing, which Reddit has never done before. Mark, what maybe, do you... Maybe Ryan should have announced this before. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things. Well, a I, lot of things. I do want to use this as a bit of the sort of like, what is going on with Golden Guardians thing. Uh, Trace kind of talked about it. What do you think, Mark? Uh, what do you make of, of Golden Guardians and playoffs? Ah, uh, just sad, man. I thought that they were legit. I bought into the Golden Guardians hype train. I had my ticket. I was ready to get on the Hindenburg, uh, and then it blew up. I think Gory had a massive step down. I thought he was. I thought he was actually pretty close to JoJo um, overall. Like I think JoJo had to do more for his team, and by by like situation looked a lot better. But I thought Gory had a really really good summer split. Um, and so to see him have kind of some bad performances in playoffs and in both the losses was depressing. I think, uh, river has been good, but not as good as when people are like, he's borderline MVP. He blabber first team. Who the fuck is blabber? And I know you shouldn't use postseason <laughs> to like argue regular season, but I, I do think it, that that is a take that not held up very well. Um, and one that I was never personally bought in on. Um, I think, I think sticks a, uh, Huki and, and Licorice have mostly been the same, but I think their mid-jungle has been a bit uh, disappointing compared to the regular season. Yeah. Oh, no. Somebody in chat said Blabber is so overrated. It's crazy. We're going to get another five-minute Mark rant defending Blabber. Well, uh, let's just ask Treats. Is Blabber good? Is he overrated? <laughs> Blabber is definitely good. I mean, I think him and River, uh, River are like a clear step above everyone else, at least for the season and the, and the last. I think River has been... Like kind of on a downwards trajectory, but not like a lot. I think he's still very solid. 
Um, but Blabber is definitely the NA goat. Yeah. I just I just don't get it, man. They said that they said that Golden Guardians had better t- teammates too, and and Rivers better than than Blabber. And Blabber's overrated. Yet somehow one of them is six zero through playoffs and waiting in finals, and one of the teams is fourth. I just dude. Don't. It's so hard oh, being River. Right. You have to deal with all these other players. You don't just have like fucking the rest of Cloud Nine to carry you. Yeah, all right. Uh, you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Caller, <laughs> uh, what do you want to shout out here at the end? Uh, I want to shout out my homie Greg, my homie Anna, and my homie Maggie. Uh, I got them into uh, the LCS, taking the uh, bus down to the LCS arena to watch the matches uh, last spring. And they've been enjoying it a lot. So, um, really do they nice. watch the show? Yeah, uh, they do not watch the show. I'm trying to get them on this show. I'm right. Trying to get them to watch this. Well, they're not LCS fans until they're watching this show. So you can tell them, tell them they're fake. You know, understandable. Yeah, thank I'll you. do that to their faces. Uh, thank yeah, do, to their faces exactly. Yeah, That's the best course. way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, we'll catch you later. Definitely. Thank you. All right, we are on to the next caller. Thank you to. Uh, the Paradox 63 and so many things for the subs. Next caller is here. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Legitor. I'm calling from Minnesota. What's your name? Oh, Legitor. Oh, nice to meet uh, you. And good. what do you want I've to talk about? I've been on the show before. I was actually here like last November. But Well, you know, listen, it's been almost a year. What do you, what do you want to <laughs> yep. talk about on the show? <laughs> okay. My take is that C9 is about to get their third LCS championship in a row, and Berserker not getting a unanimous unanimous MVP is ridiculous. Like, I think Berserker is putting on, like, Rock Lee versus Gara-level performances every game. He has a menace running it down in the mid lane, and Fudge is having kind of a scuff split as well, I think. And I think he's head and shoulders above, like, every other ADC in the... League right now. So like. this is the stupidest thing of anything you've said to debate, especially given that Travis and Treats don't watch anime. But how Rock Lee versus Gara levels? If you're saying he's Rock Lee, then you're saying he's gonna lose the fight, and he's <laughs> okay, not that okay. talented. Okay, but then if he's cares. Gara, then if he's Gara, he's just like spoilers. Oh, he is fuck and this, wins. He's gone Super Saiyan. Yes, he has gone Super Saiyan. Okay, my point is nobody cares about the ending of the fight. They only care when Rock Lee takes off his weights and he. Okay. Oh, I did see that on TikTok where like the weights fall off and it goes like, Poof, and everybody's like, yeah, "Oh my yeah. god!" That's that how I was viewing it. That's how I was viewing every game in that EG series. It was so disgusting. This, I, I, I Berserker's had a one v nine like I think every game, and he's probably. The, I want to say his Ash is the only Ash that looks like it does damage. That's that's that's, that's what a I fact see. actually. Plus, I I think I'd say the only ADC in the league that compares to Berserker right now is Yon, and that's only on Kaisa. Otherwise, I feel like when yeah, I talked Berserker's. to Berserker in an interview earlier, like towards the end of the split, Berserker was kind of down on himself. Like he was confident that he was the best ADC, but I feel like he thought he was like, "Oh, ADC pool is low, and so I'm still the best." But that's only because the pool is low right now. So it's interesting to hear you defend him when even he was his own critic. You know. Um, I think he's, I mean, I think the only bad game I saw from him, the split was against team liquid. I think they he went the, to the against us as well. Oh, I mean, sure. Yep. Tactical going in. He said <laughs> only one that he watched. 
He said the only I mean, one I saw. Only, you think this man's watching Immortals games? Treats, okay. That, that's probably true. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> one I remember, just because the Team Liquid game, the balling got blown up like two minutes in the game, and it was pretty much just lost from there. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tactical, but, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, caller has this opinion, and I feel like Berserker maybe doesn't have that opinion, but. Mark, you have been such a big blabber defender, and here this person is saying blabber doesn't even deserve MVP. He's not even the best player on Cloud9. It's Berserker in the ADC position. How mad are you right now? How fucking pissed off are you just inside right now? Not, uh, not at all. I like both of them a lot, and I think you can make the case that Berserker is the best individual player in the league. Dude, look at Mark fuming right now. It takes everything he has to stay cool. Uh, the biggest blabber fan on the planet is just holding it all in right now. Uh, treats. We're going to make you talk about more North, more ADCs on this episode because that's why you're here, apparently. It's the ADC episode with your favorite ADC, <laughs> yes. Treats. Yeah. No Sun one talks about supports. Has anyone mentioned Sven? Who he? No, uh, supports are useless. Ignore. Who the fuck are these guys? It's only it's the only double tactical berserker. Yom six A. FBI. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. I mean, I think berserker is definitely. Maybe he doesn't think he's like one step above everyone else, but he definitely is one step above everyone else. I think that's clear to everyone watching, and when they play against him as well. Um, so you think berserker? Wait, you say everybody else? You mean in the league, or you mean other ADCs? Because he did think he was Other the best ADCs. ADC. I mean, he's, he's definitely a top two player in the league, I think, like total. Uh, when you go into the MVP discussions, obviously, like, is it most valuable or is it best? Uh, for me, I would put, like, Jojo Pion is way more valuable uh, than Berserker. But Berserker's team is better, obviously. So I think uh, if you put us, like, the best carry in the league slash the best player in the league, he's definitely top two. I think uh, when I talked to, I mentioned this a little bit, in the this or that, but I didn't get into that much. When we had Sven on the dive last split, he said, we asked him, like, does it seem wrong that the MVP is somewhat influenced by meta? You know, it's like hard to win MVP in an enchanter meta. You know, like supports are, it's hard to win MVP anyways, but like it's just literally impossible in an enchanter meta. Yeah. Um, it's true, like, you know, if it's utility AD carry or something, it can be hard, you know, or if it has to be Rakan Alistair meta. Yeah, exactly. And so he was saying, no, like you play to the meta and you vote based off the meta as well. And like, uh, so in that sense, I don't think 80 carries were like that insane for some of the regular season. There's a period of time where like 80 champions felt broken, but I don't think like the role did, you know, when everyone was playing just 80 carries all over the place in every role. Oh, was that in yeah. spring actually? Oh, that, that was, was actually, I think, was that in spring or last summer? I can't remember. It all yeah. blurs together when you're old. I think it was spring. Yeah. That was so, when T1 Carrier was like, Yeah, when Carrier was playing Caitlyn and Callista yeah. every game. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was spring. So, yeah, I, I don't think AD carries have been that, like, insanely busted. It's just, like, it was a very boring meta where it's, like, you play Aphelios, uh first pick, and Lucian for a lot of it. Or was that? I oh, got the, the splits are blending together in my head now. But either way, point being, I don't think that this was the flashiest AD carry meta, and that is probably why he's not the MVP. I agree. I think, I mean, Kai's just the only really flashy AD carry that's being played right now, I think. The old Zeri build that can kind of 1v5 was, I think, as close as you got to, like, the... Wow, he's insane and just gets buffed by Lulu and runs around and kills everyone by himself. 
but if you're playing like Zaya and you're playing Aphelios and stuff like that, it's kind of like a late game 1v9. Um, but I think you can still see it when he plays stuff like the Ash and he just... It looks like a different champ when Berserker is playing Ash to when everyone else is playing Ash. Uh, and the caller you said like Yon in the same conversation as Berserker, I think that's that's disrespectful to Berserker. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Wow. The reason why I'm saying this is strictly for Kaisa, and it's just because I think Yon and Berserker are the only ones that have the balls to jump in the back line on Kaisa. Listen, I really like Yon. I do, don't get me wrong, but like he was just following up on APA pressing R on one of two carries. You know, like either they jumped on the Ezreal or they jumped on the, you know, Tristana and he just pressed RQ and that person died. And like, don't get me wrong, I like Yon a lot. That was not like some insane 1v9 Kaisa performance. Oh, yeah, he I don't have, have beef against Yon, but it's, it's just true. Yeah, like he's playing good, but he's not like Berserker level popping Kev's off, busted. like finding stuff. Kev's busted, so he gets to do that. But I mean, I, I, if we're talking about ADCs in the league playing Kaisa, I don't think there's I don't think there's any ADC that compares. Like I think okay, this is a wild take to go on top of mine already, but I don't I don't even think Six is that good either. I I'm All right, I'm, it's I'm, time. We got to move on. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Anything I, you want to shout out? This, this is the season of frauds. I'm a, I'm end off on that. The season of frauds. Everyone's fraud, Aegis frauds. Fly yep. frauds. Fuck. <laughs> Anything? That's a whole other tangent I could go on. That's Anything you want to shout out? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh... Immortals, maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, I will sh- you know what? I will shout out you treats because you're the one that made Tactical look good. I'm going to say let's that. Let's get it. Yep. <laughs> tactical of fraud. Yeah, I actually made him look like a top 5 ADC to split. Yeah. Very good. Sheesh. All right. We'll catch you later. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Mark, you want to grab the next color? What are you intently staring at in the corner of your screen? Just looking at my main monitor. Yeah, you, you know. seemed you seemed <laughs> intent on something. Uh, Sean Atonin, thank you for gifting a sub to League of Emily and Shimmy Shuffle. Thank you for the prime. We got Murderino here. Murderino, where are you calling from? Yeah, calling from Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. And what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, my take was that TL has proven that they are the summer team that they promised. And now that they figured out how to apply APA's champion pool, they'll stomp energy and then take back the trophy from C9. Oh, you think? Oh, wow. Okay, so you think they're winning both matches this weekend? Wow, yeah. I thought this was just an NRG conversation, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) All right. So they proved the. The Team Liquid dream, correct, uh, which is that they are and a summer I, I team. Can, I can elaborate. Yes, please. A little more sense, yeah. So if you look at the series that they played against NRG, they didn't know how to face Palafox. So they thought, get, uh, get Piosic on a support jungler and try and just camp mid lane, same kind of thing as how you'd play against, like, JoJo, right? And get mid lane on a carry. And you end up trying to first-time Jace uh, against someone like Palafox, and it's just not going to work. And then you aren't actually having Piosic live up to the world champion jungler he is. So now that they've sorted out how to approach the game, which you can see against Golden Guardians by taking in 
Viego and putting uh, APA on a more utility mid. So Ari, Nico, that kind of thing. He can still play the Trist because he has that kind of the, the, the reps on it. But otherwise, right, you're, you're able to better enable Piosic to carry the game, put strong pressure on top and bottom as well uh, with Summit and, uh, and the good duo at the bot. And you can beat NRG. And then we've shown uh, this uh, split already. They can beat C9. All right. So seems easy. Treats, what do you make of it? Is uh, is Team Liquid lifting the trophy this Sunday? I would definitely put a low chance on it. Uh, <laughs> as I said uh, when I was on broadcast as well, I feel like TL thinks they've figured out what they should do, but I just think it's wrong, uh, or I don't think it'll work against better opponents. Um, I think if if TL and GG played like 20 games of the same comp that they had over and over, that GG would win the vast majority of those. Uh, but I do think that TL on the day just out-executed them in the late game. So uh, even TL are frauds? <laughs> I definitely don't think they're frauds, but I think their meta is actually kind of strange, I would say. They're very Korean in the way that they think, but I don't think they're playing up to the level they need to, especially in the early game, to make it work. Um, against a team like NRG, I think it can definitely work. I can see them going towards uh, the finals against C9. Uh, but I think that C9 is a team that never gets like lane checked uh, on any lane, and mid game I think C9 is just better. Uh, so could work against NRG. I think they can make it to the finals, but there's no way if they draft the same way they did against GG that they'll win against C9. All right. Um, I think uh, I kind of agree. I, NRG make it really hard to predict for me. I generally like Team Liquid. I'm happy with like the fact that they seem to have figured their shit out and are, are the kind of summer team that was promised, like you're saying, Caller. But they're, they're not beating Cloud9. I think Cloud9 wins again, Rio, unfortunately. Maybe a 3-1 against either of these teams, but I don't, I don't think they can bring it. Um, against NRG, though, I can't tell how much is NRG not being as good as I maybe thought they were after being Golden Guardians because now Golden Guardians has also lost to Team Liquid versus like we just played Cloud9, and Cloud9 just beats everyone very handily. Uh, I can't tell if energy like they should have beaten Cloud9. The FBI had that like unfortunate thing at the turret, so I don't know. I am worried about getting too hyped on TL and undervaluing NRG just based off the fact that they one team won some best of fives this weekend and one team lost some best of fives this weekend and kind of ignore who they're playing against. Dude, as the resident NRG hater that I've been cast into, Team Liquid's definitely beating NRG. This we're gonna have everybody go look. Here's what I'm saying, everybody. Go to the finals. It's going to be hype. Go Saturday and Sunday. Make dinner reservations because we're getting two three O's. All right, and and you want to you want to go out with the the friends, the crew. Get get a movie afterwards. at seven o'clock or whatever. You know, eight <laughs> yeah. o'clock. You fucking you're gonna need some more entertainment tonight because you're not getting into the DLCS finals. Let me yeah. tell you. Go play Commander. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a three O three O. That's my prediction. Um, but uh, I, th I still think it's be hype. You should come out. Someone in chat, some people in chat are like, but guys, Team Liquid beat C9 2-0, and it's like, so did NRG. Did not seem to matter very much in that series. That's regular season as well. I mean, yeah. Whoa, Treats, are you going to tell me that people's people play differently in regular season than postseason? Definitely a bit. Dude, uh, I think if Immortals was in works. playoffs, they'd be first oh, the best team in the league. I mean, it would go finals for sure, yeah. Just regular season gap 
And even they'd get three would by C9, all right? That's just how <laughs> that's how good C9 is. That's, the script this is, this is, that's actually why Treats is so good in Europe, is their formats are better. True. <laughs> and he comes to NA, he's like, what is this dog shit, double round robin, best of one shit? You go, can't win. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Murderino. I... I've been, I mean, it's it's, it's funny because I'm doubting NRG, but I've also been doubting Team Liquid. Like, it's, it feels so strange to me, the turnaround that this team made, and I still feel like it's kind of shaky. I was really surprised by the Golden Guardians match. Um, and so I'm a little worried for, like, I will say, you know, obviously we're, what, two months out because of the biggest gap ever, but I'm a little worried for North America at Worlds this year. And I know it's like, haha. North America sucks at Worlds. Uh, well, of course you're going to be worried for them. But I just am like, my confidence levels, which are never usually high, went down a lot over the last couple of weeks, I feel like, with, with certain things going the way that they did. So, um, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully I'm wrong and Team Liquid's killer and we'll, they'll crush C9 and we'll be like, oh my god, this team finally did it. They worked harder than everybody else and it finally worked out for them in the last... Two percent of the season, but we'll we'll find out how it goes. Uh, thank you so much, Murderino, for the call. Anything you want to say before we go on to our last caller? I'll I'll just point out uh, TL two world champs, C nine zero world champs, uh, Piosic one LCS pentacle, Blabber zero LCS pentacles, and uh, shout out the the team Liquid Discord and uh, Liquid Plus. Thank you very much for the shout-outs. I really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. All right. Somehow, somebody has renamed themselves I Love TGI Sponsors. They've been following since May of 2023. Who are you? And they gifted 10 subs. I really appreciate that. And then uh, Ixbix gifted 20 subs. So during that call, we got 30 subs. Very, very uh, appreciated. Thank you so much. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Ruby C, and I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Ruby C from Salt Lake City. What do you want to talk about on the show? I think that there should be at least three teams leaving the LCS at the end of the season. Do you? When, okay, so when you say there are should be three teams leaving the LCS, do yep. you mean like? I'm at predicting least, these three teams are likely to, or are you saying or like you're wishing three teams <laughs> deserve to exit the league? Wishing I don't have a job next year. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's a little column A, a little column B. So I think there will be at least two that I will predict to leave just based on the, the already announcements. Um, so, you know, but I think there's three that it deserve to leave, and you might even be able to convince me of a fourth one. I might be able to convince you. I'm not going to try to convince you. Know, or like you. The, the world might be able to convince me. So my, my three that I have on there is obviously... He's asking for anyone to say another name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me a name. I'll fucking yeah. get him out of the league. <laughs> yeah. So my, my three that are, that are right off the top of my head is TSM, obviously, Immortals. They're the only ones that have managed to be bad enough to qualify for Riot to be eligible to kick them out, even though I don't think Riot will. And then EG, um, with it seeming like all the rumors and the way everyone's talking about them, they're already a done deal and gone. So just looking at those three teams and then finally kind of Dignitas. And I was trying to like look at like their social media presence, their, you know, their, the records, all this stuff. And it's like EG's at least got the record behind them. But I look at their social media, like their TikTok, everything like that. Like my TikTok 
has higher view posts than what their League of Legends content does. Like their Valorant content seems to do okay, but their League of Legends content goes. This is all just a promotion for your TikTok. I'm realizing. No, yeah, of course. Um, But uh, I'm like looking at it, and it's like there are very few positives to these teams at the moment because it seems like they've all kind of uh, the management at least side has given up. Treats, I appreciate you, but you know you're. It doesn't seem like you're getting the best support with the team you're on, um, and it, and it's true like for all these three teams. So yeah. Can you get a little thing. closer to your, your mic? You're also a little quiet. Um, yeah. Is that better? Oh, that's so much better. Okay. So a couple questions here. So I understand why you think TSM is leaving. Why do you think Immortals is leaving? I, I would just say because of the way that they seem like they have not funded their team. They don't have a social media presence. They don't seem to like have a ton of sponsors. I, I just don't know how long they can survive the esports winter. And so it's like, I'm looking at it from like that perspective of like, does their business model continue to make sense for let's say, you know, the next year or something like that. And I think this is one of the last exit times they might have left before, you know, uh, things like you worry about them not being able to pay for their players and things like that. Well, they, I mean, they're, they're funded by a lot of rich people. So in one sense, like they, there's no reason why, like, it's hard to hear. Well, their costs are really low. I don't know how long they can they can deal with esports winter, because like theoretically that should make them more likely to be able to deal with esports winter because they're paying treats in pennies, according to you. And um, uh, <laughs> Mark, oh, I was going to say something else uh, unrelated. Oh no, that's fine. I, I, on the TSM side, that makes a lot of sense to me. The EG side is like a, this weird thing where I know a bunch of people in the chat are. I'm very confused about this. So uh, my understanding is that on um, one of the shows that he's on, Degon said that there's a team that has sold. And then everybody sp- – and he, I think he said something about – I'm paraphrasing because I saw this people talking about this. That it's a team that they wanted to sell or that, that Degon would be happy about selling. And then everybody looked at Andrew Barton's tweet – uh, who's the GM of EG? And he said, like, no matter what happens, I'm. This is the way it went down. You know, I'm proud of our season or something like that. And they're like, it's fucking EG. They're out. Um, what I can hear is that there's some. What I can say is that there's some conversation around like maybe one. Like all the rumors, and this is not a report, but it's just like I'm just gonna try to clarify this because I'm kind of annoyed with like people showing up in my chat and being like, yo, did you hear EG selling all this stuff? What? The rumor swirling around, if you talk to a lot of people, is like Peak Six, who's like the majority owner or, or a big owner, was one of the big owners that came in on, on that team when they, they bought out the players, is like potentially selling some of their shares or maybe all their shares to uh, one of the other groups that are like owning EG. So it, everything I have heard, and like I, I don't, I, don't mean to like stomp on anybody else who's been talking about this and I don't know all the different personalities and folks that have talked about this. So I'm not I'm not trying to say anyone's wrong or anything like that. All I'm just saying is I don't think that like it is everybody has just decided EG's out of the league next year. That might be true, but also like that is not I've not just heard like, oh yeah, EG sold and now like I don't know, FaZe is buying them or something like that. It's nothing I've heard is, Mr. is, Beast that, in here. is that clear. Yeah, Mr. Beast or Disguised Toast or something like that. So, so what you're saying is Degon's a liar. That is not what I'm saying. Explicitly so what not what I'm is, saying. So what you're saying is Degon's got better sources and he knows what's up. 
Maybe you're in the dark. Maybe I have only tried to say that like there's this kind of weird thing now where everybody's like, oh, it's EG, it's EG, when like no one has actually even said EG is selling. So like I just feel like so help me out. We, we should we should end the the sort of weird. <coughs> I'm trying to end this weird thing where everybody has just universally decided EG is selling and like expects everyone to like talk as though that's happening whenever like I don't. You're, no you're, one has even doing- said that yet. You're doing what I was trying to do with the schedule thing regarding the fourth place match where I said this public speculation is not worth it because Riot hasn't publicly announced anything yet. And like making a hullabaloo about something that you're not sure about that is not going to get changed based off the public. Like I, th- I think it's fine to make a hullabaloo about things that like are going to impact you and you like you want you have some semblance of control over. Fair enough. But like if it's something you have any control over, maybe just wait for the public thing to come out because it might mean whatever you're concerned about is not the case. Right. Similarly, it sounds like you're trying to say the same thing here. We're like, don't get your hopes up about EG just because you're connecting some dots because it might not be that. Right. And yeah, yeah I think I it's, you. it's not exactly. So, uh, on that front, like it's not, not sure. Now I do think there's a very good chance that like maybe two or three teams, you could be right. Caller. I think the challenge is, I don't know who's buying an LCS team right now. And, I don't know what the teams are willing to sell for versus what they're not. I don't know if there's going to be like a race to the bottom in terms of like, I think there is a lot of obfuscation right now around what teams are selling because economically, if you, if eight teams are like, yeah, we're willing to sell our team or something and they're all out in the market, you don't want the news to get out that eight teams are trying to sell because from the team perspective, everyone's valuations just tank. And now LCS teams are just like, you know, if you have 80% of people in the market trying to sell, like these things now go to zero or like very low. And it's like yes, not good for anybody. That's the so. perfect time to buy though, Travis. No, that it, no, that is the perfect time when to buy. I'm saying like, no, the teams. reason why everything is very vague and unclear right now is because no one who has an LCS team and or a riot or anybody really wants this information out there. Other than, I guess, TSF, who's just like, fuck it, YOLO, we're selling, peace out. Uh, so that that is like the weirdness around all of this right now. This oh, is great to team together. I I mean, people have always joked about the Reddit team funded by Reddit. I'm telling you, the Reddit dollar has never gone far farther. <laughs> so it's time. True. So How true. toxic would Reddit be after the Reddit team loses? Holy. <laughs> Dude, they consume themselves. They wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, they would be the unstoppable force, like, immovable object. They would just at like the, at the end of the day, you just need to pick some rules at the very beginning, and it doesn't matter. It's like fifty percent. Whoever has the majority votes is starting. You know, are we benching this guy? Are we signing this guy? It doesn't matter. Twitch, Reddit, Reddit plays LCS. Yeah. So okay, I know that I just kind of took over, but I don't know, Mark, if if you want to chime in, I think Treats will probably recuse himself because he's on one of the accused selling teams, but. uh I think all of Riot Games' current partners are the best partners there it is. they ever I had. Fucking do Unless it. they leave and then a new partner joins. And then that would be the best partner Riot Games has ever had. There it I is. Mean, I, I appreciate everything Immortals has done for me. So I, I really have nothing bad to say about Immortals, honestly. What about the uh, skill vampires that come into your, your room at night and take all your like NBA uh, 
I mean, Space Jam, and a McDonald's debuff. That's just like <laughs> it just always happens. It's the McDonald's employees. I just need more in. time to to get used to the NA McDonald's and debuff. They replace your skill with canola oil. <laughs> exactly. All right. And well, high cholesterol, obviously. Ru yes. Ruby, see if you want to. I know I kind of ran I over, but is there anything up. you want to follow <laughs> up on here before we? I give you your shout out. No, I, I think I appreciate your insight on this. I think the the thing that kind of led me to the EG conclusion was not just Degon's thing, is Degon's thing plus the comment from Andrew Barton, which just felt very ominous. And, you know, it doesn't definitively say there's he, they're leaving the league, but it just it felt like, oh, that connected with this, which, you know, we may all be just drawing crazy conclusions, but it just was like, hmm, that doesn't sound promising. No, I mean, that's that's often how it goes where, like, something gets out without a lot of information then like reddit sleuths go look at like twitter or you know a player looking sad like i saw a lot of people saying like oh yeah if you saw eg they played worse because their team is selling and shit like that like people try to to fill in the blank on a lot of stuff and i get it but i don't know it's just it's exhausting because then then i'm in the situation where people show up in my chat and say like did you see dagon said eg is selling and i'm like that's not even my understanding of what was said. So it's, um, which is not what I'm accusing you of doing, but it's part of the reason why <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about There are about those people who are like, oh, let me just connect the dot and then insert this phrase from over here that I thought I heard yeah. into someone else's statement. And then yeah. it's like, okay, that's just straight misinformation. That's like co-streamers are toxic. Yeah, no, that it's one's true. Same. Okay, uh, oh, thank okay. you, <laughs> Ruby C, for the, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, let's shout out Travis Gafford's YouTube channel. You guys can become a member and you get interviews the day that they're uploaded and it's fantastic and you also get to watch hotline league like literally like 11 or midnight pacific time it's great so when you can't sleep you can watch you know the replay of this if you missed any of it thank you yeah two dollars and 99 cents become a member of the youtube channel uh all right thank you for the call and we'll catch you next time thank you all right we have to wrap up because mark has to go play Baldur's gate three he's got to go fuck a bear <laughs> have you fucked a bear yet mark no i'm not playing with halzen I'm a shout out. Shart's my girl. I'm all about Shart. I've I've uh, I've kissed her. It's very wholesome. Spoilers. Uh, we're getting we're getting pretty serious right now, you know. Spoilers. All right. I don't uh, think I'm missing anything actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, loser. How many how many digital girls do you get? None. That's right. Perfect. I'm sure treats could get many digital girls if he wanted to. Uh, I doubt it. Not without playing Baldur's Gate. All right. I don't need Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh mark what do you want to shout out uh shout out Baldur's gate if you uh haven't tried it yet just go just try it 60 bucks it goes to a good studio and uh worst case scenario you don't play it like all the games in your steam library anyways how many of those have you really played guys come on be honest are there any any events that you're attending soon mark that you think people should come out for or anything like that I would say LCS finals, but that's in Jersey, so I don't know about that. Oh yeah, you don't want to. People shouldn't come to Jersey. I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, uh, yeah, definitely come out to LCS finals, everyone. Treats. What do you want to shout out? What do you want to plug before you leave this country? Shout out my co-stream where all the negative stuff happens. You guys can join. <laughs> I'll do it if, for the finals. If you guys want to come, be negative with me. If you're upset at life and you want to rage about something, join. Yes, exactly. Uh, other than that, shout out Tactical, the GOAT. Yeah, those are my two shout outs. Yeah. 
Well, uh, for me, I will be at LCS Finals. Please say hello if you see me. If I'm running somewhere, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I gotta run. But otherwise, I, I get always get messages after these events where people are like, oh, I saw you, but I don't want to say hi. Just come up, say hi, it's fine. Um, also, uh, st if you want to play Magic the Gathering with me and other TGI viewers, please join the Magic the Gathering channel on Discord. Mark, I just had to listen <laughs> to you talk about Baldur's Gate 3 for so long. You go have to... I'm trying to arrange a, a way to engage with our viewers. It's been two weeks of it, and I probably won't talk about it next I'm week. I'm just, I haven't, what do you want me? I can't, I'm not allowed to tell people that they can come play with me. What do you fucking want? Yes. All right, come to the, the Magic the Gathering uh, channel on my Discord and and tell me if you want to play with me this Friday, seven, probably in the, in the evening. Um, other than that, see everybody at finals. We'll be back next week, but this will almost certainly, well, it definitely won't be because I won't be back in time. This will almost certainly be on Tuesday of next week not monday because mark and i will be traveling back probably won't be able to do the show on monday definitely won't be able to do the show so come on tuesday and we'll we'll be there all right that's it everybody thanks for watching bye